WLEW Sports Network presents The Game of the Week with Clark Ramsey, Dave Hansen, Doug Cole, Rochelle Thompson, and Dan Banky. You're listening to the WLEW Sports Network, powered by AgriValley Services. For the third straight year, the Backyard Brawl is a two-part series, except this time around, it's win or go home. Tonight, the Ugly Bearcats are trying to even the score and get the last laugh as they travel to the shores of Lake Huron to take on the Pirates. Good evening and hello from the friendly confines of Harbor Beach, Michigan. You're listening to the WLEW Sports Network, and I'm your host, Clark Ramsey, for tonight's broadcast. Alongside of me, as always, is a true professional, even has a license to prove it. Please welcome Dave Hanson. Thank you, Clark. Uh, happy to be here and always look forward to this matchup. So happy we get to see it twice this season. Mother Nature has shifted its attention to winter weather, and despite the frigid temperatures, the field of tonight's game has never been hotter. Tonight, the two Greater Thumb East rivals are going head-to-head in some Saturday night primetime action on the shores of Lake Huron. It's the best in the East. Battle it out again six times in the last three years, and I know you and Clark Smith feel the same way. Just can't get enough of this rivalry. The Ugly Bearcats have put together eight wins and just two losses with one of them to their opponent tonight. Head coach Bill Sweeney and his Bearcats know what they are facing tonight as there might be not two teams that know each other better. Ugly is coming off of a strong win over the USA Patriots eight days ago. That was a red-hot USA team, a team that has really played well down the stretch, and Ugly completely squashed out any chance of an upset. Harbor Beach began their postseason run a week ago on this very field as they hosted Michigan Lutheran Seminary. A scoreless first half led to an action-packed second half with the Pirates taking a victory 22-0. The question is, though, is it possible for the Pirates to beat the Bearcats for the sixth time in three years? <laughs> That's a good question, and we will know that answer in a couple hours. But as for Michigan Lutheran Seminary, they brought the best that they possibly could, but that Harbor Beach defense did not allow any openings, and the offense took a while to get going. But once they did, it was a 22-0 victory. Coming up in the next 60 minutes, we will review last night's playoff games, host our meeting roundtable, and take a deep dive into our game of the week. The Ugly Bearcats and the Harbor Beach Pirates in the district championship of the MHSAA Division A playoffs. It's all right here on your home for high school football, the WLW Sports Network, being powered by Anger Valley Services. Tonight's presentation of the WLW Sports Network is being brought to you by Thumb Sailor, the talk of the thumb. Adia Services of Cassidy for all of your agricultural needs and grain handling needs. The Heron Daily Tribune, home of the Prep Zone. Rainey's Hunting Center, 269 Guns. More Motors of Carrow and more Shoreline of Sibuing. Here on Auto Parts, Bayport State Bank, the Elber Insurance Agency of Port Hope in Harbor Beach. Countryside Sales and Service in Stacks Market of Owendale. North Star Bank, guiding the way. The Michigan High School Athletic Association. And sure, better health, better life. Are you sure? Internet services are provided by Anger Valley Services on the blazing speed of their TrueNet 4G wireless network. Go to AngerValleyServices.com for broadband internet that you can count on. This game broadcasts a copyright presentation of the Thumb Broadcasting Incorporated. All rights are reserved. Any reproduction with the express written consent of the WLW Sports Network is strictly, strictly prohibited. prohibited.
As is the case in life, there are plenty of gray areas or the unknowns that we deal with on a nearly everyday basis. It might be how much gas you have left in your car, what groceries do you need for the week, or when the weather is supposedly to turn from fall to winter. One of those gray areas is on display tonight, and that would be the backyard brawl. What I mean by that is, much like the seasons, no one really knows where the line falls when you go from ugly territory into pirate country and vice versa. One thing that we can all agree on, though, is there's one person who's right in the middle of it all, and that would be my broadcast partner for eight years, Dave Hanson. Well, if there's one guy that's got one foot on one side and one foot on the other, it'd be me. So this is uh, definitely a rivalry that has meant a lot to me over the years, and it, it's always enjoyable and always a great game, and I expect that again this evening. You know, I just thought of this, Dave. You know how we have the Mason-Dixon line north-south? I think we need to call it the Kabaki-Kabaski line. <laughs> right, right. There you go. All right. For those east of Bad Axe Road, this is the local version of the Iron Bowl in Alabama, the Yankees Red Sox of baseball or the Colorado Avalanche against the Detroit Red Wings in the late 1990s. Both schools have families behind enemy lines and even cousins on opposing teams tonight. And to top it all off, both schools don the colors of orange and black. But I'm proposing a peace treaty tonight, or at least a ceasefire. I think we should make the Farmer's Tavern in downtown Ruth neutral territory. I think that's a great idea, and an old classmate of ours, Chelsea Moses, would love that plan. I think so. With Dave to my right, that means Doug Cole would typically be to my left. However, Doug is on assignment this weekend for the Detroit Lions-Chicago Bears game this weekend. So filling in for our director of sports information is the next best thing, Mark McConnell. Professionally trained in accounting, Mark will have the pleasure of keeping track of all of our offensive and defensive stats for us. And on a side note, Mark is actually the one who helped me help develop the game log software interface. Interesting. Well, we're glad to have you, Mark. And I don't know if we're going to... So we not have, like, Mark on Mark on meals or anything? Or oh, Mark making Mark meals, meals or Mark something? Mark making meals. Yeah, dining with Doug will return next week. I think mealing with Mark would be a good name Ooh, for Oh, that it. works, too. Yeah. Despite last weekend's uh, cold temperatures, our director of game data analytics has returned yet again, Rochelle Thompson. Throughout the game, Rochelle compiles a running game log of what is happening and automatically tabulates first, third, and fourth down conversion rates, as well as time possession. Absolutely, and uh, she does a great job, and it helps us tremendously because we can now look right above our windows and see everything that she's got posted as we got those uh, TV monitors mounted right above uh, the field so that we can follow along with that as well. And our fifth member of broadcast team would be our eye in the sky and the director of visual data. Dan Banky is back with us tonight. And we just got word of this today. Dan Bengi has received, uh, received the award of third best spotter in the entire Midwest. I'd like to know who the other two are because uh, I think once uh, Dan Bengi's name gets out there, he'll be number one. Well, you know, the, the good thing is the top four go to the playoff. And so he's in there secured right now. But we'll, we'll see how it goes. But as always, the fun does not end tonight. Join us for The Strong Side tomorrow night, Sunday at 7 p.m. The Strong Side takes place every Sunday at 7 p.m. for the remainder of the football season as we discuss everything that happened in the football week behind us and we take a look towards the week ahead of us with Clark Ramsey, Dave Hansen, and Paul B. Adams. You absolutely said it. We'll cover all of our local teams. We uh, we lost a few of them this weekend. Uh, we're obviously going to lose another one here tonight in the game in front of us, so we'll, we'll talk about their season and uh, how this game went especially and who our team that wins this game will play next. Tonight, we find ourselves again with some primetime Saturday night football f- action. Ubley and Harbor Beach for the district championship. We will have much more to come, so keep it locked on the W. At the W Sports Network being powered by Agar Valley Services. Ubley and Harbor Beach at week number 11. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network with Clark Ramsey, Dave Hanson, Mark McConnell, Rochelle Thompson, and Dan Bengi. On a cold and not so blustery anymore, 
Saturday night in Hopper Beach, Michigan. It's now our segment we like to call the Media Roundtable on WLW Sports, where the gather-up as many football aficionados as possible and pit them against each other for bragging rights. Join me today from the Heron County View, the Cleveland Browns of the Roundtable, Paul P. Adams, off to a great start and has done nothing since. From the our in-game analysis, Dave Hanson, and our Director of Sports Information, Doug Cole. So, Paul, do you have anything to say about that? Yes, he had to edit that because he was supposed to be Miami Dolphins. Yeah, well, I, I deserve it. You know, I, I I took a swing. I actually I I went around all week. Thought I, I thought I won last week <laughs> until I saw the rundown today. Yeah. Oh well, through the end of the season, we keep score of our games predictions. When that time comes, we will deem a meteor on table winner. Last broadcast, Paul P. Adams and Doug Cole tied, so we went to a tiebreaker, which is the closest to the winning team actual score. So now the standings are Doug Cole five, Dave Hanson two, Mike Gallagher one, Paul P. Adams zero. I tried, Dave. I tried to keep you in it. Oh, man. You should have been cheering for me last week, but I, you weren't. Uh, I wouldn't say that. I didn't, I didn't need Doug to win, though. Oh, that was a killer. The mustache stays alive. Uh, it does. Won. It does. If he doesn't have that thing back next week, I'm going to be upset. Oh, I think he will. So how it works, each meter representative picks a winner and a final score for tonight's featured game at the W at the W Sports Network. The winner is deemed by selecting the winning team and by having the most accurate point differential. If no one selects the correct winner, then I, Clark Ramsey, will graciously accept the victory for the week. Since Dave won last broadcast, that was two times ago, Doug won last time, he will go last, followed by the second most recent winner and so on. So the order tonight, leading bat off, batting lead off, I did that two weeks in a row now, Paul P. Adams, then Dave Hansen, and then followed by Doug Cole. Hey, what's new? I'm, I'm here uh, setting the tone. I'm going to set a, I'm, I'm going to try to set a good number here. Uh, we'll see how the game is played tonight. Uh, with that said, um, Ubley's coming in here trying to do something that nobody's done since 2003. Beat Hover Beach at home in the playoffs. As good as Ubley is, I don't think that can happen. Uh, if you look back at the last time these two teams met, it was a five-minute stretch that got away from Ubley. But I looked more recently at the second half last week that Hover Beach played against Saginaw MLS, made the proper adjustments, ran the offense that I really wanted to see out of this team. And I think Hover Beach comes out in that offense and really puts it on Ubley early. I am going with a score of 30-14 to 14, uh, in favor of Hover Beach. A 16-point victory for the Pirates, according to Paul P. Adams. Now we move on to Dave Hansen, in-game analysis. Uh, listen, this, uh, these Bearcats are hungry and uh, would not be surprised at all to see them come out and score early. For them to win this game, we'll cover it more. They have to have long drives, ball control, and keep that offense of Harbor Beach off the field. Uh, but with that being said, you know this game is played in Harbor Beach. No one has touched them here in the playoffs since 2003, and the closest they've been to anybody was last year, this time when the Bearcats took them to triple overtime and, and really could have and should have beat them in that season. I don't think Harbor Beach lets it get that close this time. The Bearcats are going to play them tough early, but uh, but I think Harbor Beach pulls away, scores a, a secure a touchdown late in the game. I got Harbor Beach 26-12. to 26-12, a 14-point victory according to Dave Hansen in favor of Harbor Beach. And Doug Cole texted me from Chicago, and he says the home field advantage will be the difference for Harbor Beach, and he's taking Harbor Beach 22-14, to 14, an eight-point victory. So we have Paul P. Adams at 16, Dave Hansen right in the middle at 14, and Doug Cole at eight. So it looks like I've got ugly for the week. Now let's take a look at other area games from this week. A lot taking place last night. We'll start in Division One of eight-player football. These are the larger schools. And Sutton's Bay takes out Gaylord St. Mary 36-30. Then Kingston comes from behind over Mayo and wins 50-48. In that game, uh, 
Kingston scores 28 points, outscores Mile 28 to 16, wins on a walk-off touchdown on the final play of the game. The Cardinals win the regional. Uh, who saw that coming when they started the season and got blanked by Morris? This team showed such a steady progression through the season and now they are in the state semifinals. Yeah, they had eight points at halftime, ended up with 50 at the end of the game. 28 of those came in the fourth quarter. Uh, just uh, who, It was a game of not a lot of defense and who had the ball last. It happened to be Kingston and they executed. Nice win for them. On the other side, Martin and Colin played this afternoon at the Saturday at one. Hey, Clark, I can confirm Colin won that game. Colin won. So Colin washes out Martin and Morris takes out Deckerville at Deckerville 50-24. to 24. Yeah, I know what I did there. Yeah, yeah, I think you do. Uh, but a very impressive win for Morris. This was a really good game, a four-point game at the half. Uh, Deckerville was right in it, 20-16 uh, to 16 at the half. And Deckerville was only able to muster eight points in the second half while Morris rattles off 30. They just turned on the accelerators and ran away with that game. In eight-player football, one athlete can make a difference. Ask Powers North a couple of years ago when they beat Deckerville. And for Morris, it was their quarterback. I don't have his name off the top of my head, but I know he tuned up Deckerville to uh, to the tune of uh, over 370 yards, and I think it was six touchdowns. An outstanding performance, and not a performance that you're used to seeing from a Deckerville defense. I think his name was Jig Fromm, right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> In Division Two of eight-player football, Pickford and Powers North Central played this afternoon at 2:30. A 2:30 kick. Haven't seen that one before. That was in Spalding, Michigan. Cedarville loses to Hillman, 48 to 44, and so they'll play the winner of Pickford and Powers North Central next week in local action. Climax Scotts. Tyler Lang's team, previous coach from USA, wins over Onekama. I've been practicing Very all week. Clark. Been practicing all week on that one, 34 to 22. And the w- Climax Scots will now play the winner of North Huron in Portland St. Patrick. That was and today we, at one. We do have a uh, final from that. Portland St. Patrick ends North Huron season, 51 to 14. 51 to 14. So it'll be Portland St. Patrick and Climax Scots. So we have no more local teams in Division Two of, of eight-player football. In Division Seven. Cassidy Lakers went to battle last night, and the Redhawks are victorious. And mind you, Lakers was leading at the end of the first quarter, two nothing. At the end of the first inning, Lakers was beating Cassidy because of a high snap on a punt. One of the hand, uh, one of the head of uh, the six foot four Dutchman, and uh, Lakers scores. But that's the only points they get the whole night. It would be twenty eight to two Cassidy in their first district title in school history last night. And I was at that game, and it really should have been 2 to nothing at halftime. Uh, Alex Perry broke open uh, a long run uh, to set up a, a... Actually, it was Hayden Horn. Excuse me. Hayden Horn broke off a long run to set up an Alex Perry one-yard touchdown with under a minute to play in the first half, and it was 6-2. to two. And then you could just see the talent uh, just started to chip away at the Lakers. But Lakers came in with a fantastic game plan. They really frustrated Cass City and made Cass City work for its first ever district championship. So hats off to Lakers. Uh, they got blasted the first time they they faced Cass City, and they were in this game right until the very end. Yeah, and congratulations to the Red Hawks again. Your first uh, school district championship, that is excellent, and I, I wish them the best of luck uh, as I believe they play Madison Heights Madison. Or no, no, they, no Madison Heights Madison lost to Loyola. I did yes, see sir. that. Uh, Detroit Loyola will be their next one, which is strange to see a 5-4 and four team come all the way up to Cass City to play in Detroit Loyola. It's going to be great. And we can confirm that is a 1 p.m. Saturday, Saturday regional yeah. championship in Cass City. In Division 8 football, locally, Harbor Beach and Ubley going to head-to-head tonight. The winner will take on Saga Novell. Novell took out Breckenridge last night, 46-28 in Breckenridge. 
and they've uh, set it up for a big regional championship. That score is uh, really one of the most surprising scores I've seen from around the state because Breckenridge's defense, uh, it was a carryover from last year, really was leaning on that and had an, uh, a really good record or a really good defense coming into this game. So for, for Nouvelle to put 48 on Breckenridge, that does open your eyes a little bit. Uh, but if you're if you're an Ubley fan now, you really know what's, what's ahead of you. If Ubley can win this game, Ubley will be hosting Saginaw Nouvelle and likewise for Harbor Beach. So Nouvelle has to come up here. Oh, that, that is the one perk, but it is a little eye-opening because I know when you, we looked at it that one of our local teams was going to go on, and the name we mentioned a lot was Breckenridge. Uh, it was a familiar foe. It's where Harbor Beach played last year. So that was kind of the team we're all expecting to face next week. Uh, so I have to go back to the drawing board and check out what Novell's done because they are another team with four losses well, to I their resume. Well, I tell you, one of those losses for Saginaw Novell was a 35-7 to loss to Saginaw MLS. So that should give you at least a little bit of insight. There's a, light, there's a familiar opponent between the teams. And of course, Harbor Beach and Ubley facing off tonight, and our experts have spoken. All taking Harbor Beach. Paul Adams by 16 points. Dave Hansen taking Harbor Beach by 14. And Doug Cole taking Harbor Beach by 8 points. It's time for a short break. When we return, we'll take a look at those away team tonight. The Ubley Bearcats right here on Sports Radio and live and worldwide at WLWSports.com. That's Sports Radio 1021. And also now in podcast format, just search for WLW Sports on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, wherever iPod or podcasts are found. Look up there and you'll find all of our replays of our broadcast. It's time for a short break and return. We'll take a look at those ugly Bearcats right here on Sports Radio 1021. Listen to the strong side Sundays at 7 p.m. on Sports Radio 1021 and live and worldwide at WLWSports.com. With Clark Ramsey, Dave Hansen, and Paul P. Adams, every Sunday for 60 minutes, we'll recap the week in football and take a look at the week ahead. You're listening in to our pregame show here in week number 11, brought to you by Agri Valley Services and with their TrueNet 4G wireless internet. The Ubley Bearcats enter tonight's game with an 8-2 record, losing only to Greater Thumb East and Greater Thumb West champions, Harbor Beach and Cass City, respectively. For the fifth straight year, the Bearcats of the M19 Valley find themselves in the MHSAA playoffs. In fact, since 2001, the Ubley Bearcats have made it to the postseason 17 times in 19 years. Part of that success comes from their current head coach, Bill Sweeney. To, he's a lot of credit for that. Uh, there's not just a little. He's a big part. He's coached 107 games over nine seasons. He's won 86 of them. That's 80% of his games. He's got five 10-win seasons under his belt. He was the state runner-up in 2008. And maybe my favorite stat for him as a head coach, he has never missed the playoffs as the head coach. Uh, that's a very impressive thing for Coach Sweeney. You will hear multiple times us use a different phrase, a few different phrases when it comes to the Ubley Bearcats, specifically tough, disciplined, and hard-nosed. Leading the way for the Bearcats in that category is their senior quarterback and coach's son, Casey Sweeney. Yeah, fundamentally sound is another one that comes yeah, to mind. They are, they are just, they don't make a lot of mistakes. And, and starts with their quarterback, Casey Sweeney. Uh, it's his fourth year on varsity. He is their 
their quarterback. He plays safety. Uh, last year, he had uh, 824 yards rushing and nine TDs. This year, uh, just 646 yards rushing and seven TDs, but he's thrown for 300 yards and six touchdowns. Uh, he's averaging about four passes a game, which is something to keep an eye on because I think that is part of the strategy. They're going to have to work some play action passing in, and once a quarter is about right for the Bearcats. I, I think that's perfect for them. He only had nine carries for 19 yards and was 0 of 2 passing with an interception the first time around against Harbor Beach. That number has got to change if the Bearcats are going to win this game. Part of the reason why Casey Sweeney has lower numbers this year is because of his complimentary backfield, taking a good portion of the load off his shoulders. The backfield of the Ugly Bearcats may be the largest in the entire thumb with every type of runner. They sure do, and they got a lot of underclassmen. Uh, they're led by Carson Haleski, Colin Obersky, and Shane Ozentoski is the only veteran back from last season. Shane Ozentoski, he's the big fullback, the north and south guy. He's 6'4", 190. Last week he had 68 yards and a touchdown. He had 72 yards and a touchdown against Harbor Beach the first time around. He led the team in that category. But uh, Shane, uh, Carson Haleski, first time at running back, he plays fullback and linebacker. He went over 1,000 yards with 13 TDs. Uh, Colin Obersky had, had, had 58 yards on 17 carries. So these guys get a pretty equal share of the load, and it's very much a who's got the hot hand backfield. They all have their own specific things that they do best, but they are not the fastest group in the world, but they are powerful and they are strong. You've got to wrap them up and get them to the ground, and they always seem to get an extra yard or two. Even when utilizing the T offense as a historically slow and methodical system, the LB Bearcats are scoring on average 37 points per game. Defensively, Ubley's allowing just 12 points per game, the third best in the entire Greyertham Conference. And they got five defensive first-teamers in the conference. Uh, Shane Ozentoski, Carson Haleski, uh, Van Earp, Sweeney, and Peruski have all earned those honors. This defense is no joke. They are very good, and this Harbor Beach offense will have their hands full. We'll see how they fare tonight against Harbor Beach as kickoff is in 25 minutes right here on Sports Radio 1021 and live and worldwide at W. It'll be sports.com being powered by Agar Valley Services. Listen to the W, LW Sports Network in more ways than ever before. Tune to Sports Radio 1021. Download the Cruise 102 app on your Apple or Android device. Listen live and worldwide at WLWSports.com and listen to all of our game replays and broadcasts at WLWSports.com or download, download them in podcast format on iTunes or anywhere else. Tonight, it's the Ugly Bearcats at the Harbor Beach Pirates. When you're crewed tonight, Clark Ramsey, Dave Hanson, Mark McConnell, Rochelle Thompson, and Dan Benke. And with tonight's game, the Harbor Beach Pirates have made it to the district championship game for the seventh time in nine years. Of those six previous district games, the Black and Orange of Harbor Beach have won five of them, which was against the loss was against Novell in 2017. At the helm for all of those runs, and then some would be future Hall of Fame coach Troy Shelke. Um, let's be real. I think if I had a vote, there'd be two Hall of Fame coaches coaching this game. Uh, But yes, so we're talking about Harbor Beach and Troy Schelke. He's coached for 23 years. Uh, He's 170 and 75, won 69% of his games. He's got eight seasons with at least 10 wins, and six of those have come in the last nine years. He's going for his eighth district championship tonight. Currently, Harbor Beach is averaging 38.5 points per game using offenses of 
either the straight tee or the spread. Over the course of the years, the Pirates have found some solid quarterbacks in their program, which include Eli Kraft, Josh Shelke, Brady Kirsch, James Shelke, Michael Anderson, and now Dylan Kadar. The junior play caller has really started to feel comfortable in the pocket this second half of the season. Well, let's be real. He's the guy. He's the X factor. He's the the one, the heartbeat that makes this offense go. He's settled in at quarterback. Uh, he's completed 48 passes on the season for 879 yards and 12 touchdowns. He's also carried it 63 times for another 330 yards and four TDs. And to me, he has to do what some of those other great quarterbacks did in the last few years have done, and that's make plays with their feet and be able to throw the ball downfield out of the spread if you're going to make a deep run. As a team, Harbor Beach has run the ball a total of 345 times this season for 2,321 yards and 39 rushing touchdowns. Realistically, there are five different able bodies in this roster to run the ball. Yeah, well, their, their lead running backs come down to two names, Devin Puff and Michael Anderson. Devin Puff is your true fullback, middle linebacker. He's got 100 carries, 700 yards, 12 touchdowns on the season. He averages six and a half yards a carry. And Michael Anderson is the perfect complement to him in the backfield. He's got 79 carries for 620 yards and another 12 touchdowns. He averages just under eight yards a carry. Uh, and he is your speedster. Devin Puff is... Your, he's got a lot of speed too, but Michael Anderson is shifty. He's athletic. He will run around you. Devin Puff is more looking to run over you, so you better get, tackle him low and get him to the ground. Ethan Hessling is the unsung hero for that backfield. He plays all the time, but he is mostly the fullback. He's got 200 yards on the season and four TDs to go with his uh, fullback leading duties. As a key of keeping Harbor Beach's opponents off balance is to have an effective passing game, in which Dylan Kadar certainly is able to do. Through 10 games, Harbor Beach has thrown for 883 yards and 12 touchdowns. Michael Anderson is probably the most talented receiver that Harbor Beach has. He leads the team with 20 receptions for 311 yards and four TDs. But keep an eye on some of these other big bodies that can make some plays. Nathan Seaman, 16, and Luke Woodkey, number six. Uh, Luke Woodkey's only got six catches on the air, but 140 43 yards and three of those went for TDs. He averages 23.8 yards a catch. Uh, and Nathan Seaman's got five TDs on the season as well. So these big bodies are able to go up and make catches in traffic because let's be real, most of these guys, most of these teams' secondaries are very undersized and advantage goes to those receivers. On defense, Harvard Beach is allowing 7.1 per game, the second best in the Greater Thumb Conference. Through 10 games, Pirates have given up just five second-half touchdowns all season. Uh, and that, co- that comes down to coaching. That That is your coaches going in, seeing what's happening, and making changes at halftime. And Coach Schelke and Coach Rubel have done that for years, and they've done it very well this season. We are just about 15 minutes away from kicking off between Harbor Beach and Ubley. Keep it locked on. Sports Radio 1021 and live and worldwide at www.sports.com as the Ubley Bearcats are in Harbor Beach for the District Championship in Division 8. You're right here on your home for high school football, the WLW Sports Network. It's Saturday night primetime football action in Division 8 of the MHSAA playoffs as the Ubley Bearcats are on the road trying to upset and take out the Harbor Beach Pirates in the round two of the 2019 Backyard Brawl. The battle for the orange and black, whatever you'd like to call it, we are in for a good one tonight between two stellar opponents. 
If you were to throw a sugar beet directly from Ubley to Harbor Beach, they would have thrown that frozen goodness a total of 16.7 miles. And I might suggest you find a new hobby. By vehicle, you're looking at a 21-mile journey, taking roughly 24 minutes, depending on how many relatives live along the way. In regards to school size, at 198 students, Ubley is the smallest school in the Greer Thumb Conference and the 12th smallest in Division 8. Harbor Beach is the second smallest school in the GTC with 207 Pirates in high school. That puts them right in the middle of Division 8 at number 17. So as far as student population goes, Harbor Beach advantaged by nine students. Tonight's opponents are no strangers to each other and might have actually be the furthest thing from that. These, this evening's game marks the 69th team time these two teams have faced off on the gridiron. Harbor Beach currently claims that win Calum with 49 wins, Obli with 19. In the last 10 meetings, the Pirates have won 8 of them. With an average score, get this, despite 30 wins between them, the average score in the last 10 has been 31-24. to 24. Head-to-head, Bill Sweeney and Troy Shelley are 5-5 five and five against each other. In the world of offensive production, Harbor Beach has a slight advantage over Obli. The Pirates are averaging 38.5 per game. The Bearcats are close behind at 37.2. So on offense, it's Harbor Beach by 1.3 point. On the defensive front, it comes with no surprise that both teams are solid. Through 10 games, I don't know why I did that. (laughs) Uh, Through 10 games, Ubley is allowing just 12 points per game on defense, the third best in the GTC. Harbor Beach has the second best defense, giving up just 7.1 per contest. So on defense, it's Harbor Beach by 4.9 points. Uh, Las Vegas has set their line for the night, and they are confident in the line, unless it's wrong. Our colleagues at the Ohio State University and the Hunter Biden Ukrainian Sports Wagering Department said after factoring in all possibilities, stats, injuries, weather, and location, the spread for tonight's game sits at 8.5 in favor of Harbor Beach. Today is the 313th game of the year, day of the year, meaning just 52 days until New Year's Eve. And for those who are just joining us, welcome to our district championship broadcast between Ubley and Harbor Beach. Thank you for listening to tonight's game. And whether you're listening at home or you're abroad or perhaps heading to the airport to escape these cold temperatures, which, Dave, that brings me to this week's trivia question. You ready for this one? Uh, not that I know the hint. No, but well, let it rip. It's air travel. Yeah. When traveling by airplane, chances are you'll be taking some sort of travel bag with you. And for those who pack a little heavier than others, mentioning no names, they will have to more, have more than likely check a bag. My question to you today is, in 2007, 47 million bags, 47 million bags were mishandled across the world. But with the help of technology, that number has dropped quite a bit. My question, Dave, is how many bags were mishandled in 2018 worldwide? Out of, out of 47 million, how many? Well, in 47 oh, million was in 2007. I got you. Okay. How many in 2018? Uh, well, it's got to be less than that. I would hope we're down to about, I don't know, 10 million bags? Uh, well, it's actually 24.8. That's still a bad it's, number. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a big number, but it's a decrease of more than 52% over a decade. That comes out to approximately five bags per 1,000 passengers. A decade ago, that was 19 bags per 1,000 passengers. Bonus question, Dave. Airlines have invested millions of dollars in technology for real-time tracking capabilities of bags, which has aided in lowering the number of mishandled bags considerably. Dave, my question to you is what U.S. airline is least likely to mishandle luggage? Uh, well, at least I have a, a shot here at the dartboard. Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, let's go with uh, a bigger name one. I'll go with Delta. You're absolutely correct. Delta, yes. 1.5 bags per 1,000 passengers. In comparison, Southwest is at 3.6 bags per 1,000 passengers. American Airlines at 4.3. This is the most surprising stat, though, Dave. Spirit Airlines. 
Would you guess? Uh, I would guess. Probably worse. I yet. would guess 950 <laughs> bags per thousand passengers. But really, 1.9 bags per thousand passengers on Spirit. But there, I figured out why. It's because they they charge everything on Spirit. They char- they they charge you to sneeze. They charge for a pilot. They charge you for a seat and a seatbelt. All right, but we are all aware of the lovely baggage fees that we have to pay these days. Dave, my final question is: What U.S. airline earns the most money from baggage fees? Earns the most money through baggage fees. Um, I'm gonna s- double down and go with Delta again. Uh, no, actually, it's American. American the, Airlines. The number six, actually, one of the worst ones, charge and gains the most revenue, one point one billion dollars. That's a billion with a B. American Airlines brings in with baggage fees every year. Delta Airlines at eight hundred and seventy-two million. United Airlines six hundred ninety. And Spirit Airlines four hundred and thirty-four million. You actually have to pay extra for that pilot, like I was saying. I see Delta was second, though, so yeah, I wasn't too far not, off. Not too far off. You're, you're getting better as the years go on here, Dave, I yeah, must say. Uh, well, as the season goes on, for sure. <laughs> Speaking of football, though, Dave, what are your three keys to tonight's game? Well, let's start with the road team, the Ugly Bearcats. Uh, number one, <clears throat> personally, I think they need to res- uh, limit the amount of offensive possessions that the Harbor Beach Pirates have, and I think that comes with ball control and long extended drives, and they need to find ways to get first downs and keep Harbor Beach's defense on the field. It doesn't necessarily, those drives even have to lead to points, but long seven, eight, ten minute drives are certainly what you want to do to stay in this game, keep it close, and give your offense a chance. If you're the Pirates, uh, I think they need to avoid the wing tee except in specific situations and stick with what's rolling and that's the spread offense and make sure you utilize your advantages, attack the outside with Michael Anderson and then play action pass, allow Kadar to live and die and make decisions as a young quarterback. He has evolved a great deal. He needs to be able to decide if he wants to throw it or take it down and run and trust his instincts. The more they do that, the better this team will be moving forward. And third of all, you gotta you got to clean up the penalties and the turnovers. Uh, Arbor Beach did a good job last week. Ubley's been doing a great job, but one turnover in this game could be the difference. This game could come down to a two-point conversion or no two-point conversion. And these teams know each other so well. It doesn't matter if one team is better than the other by record it makes no difference when they're on the field these teams are virtually even and we know last year triple overtime you can't expect that again but nobody'd be surprised if we were here all night watching them play football we are about two and a half minutes away from the national anthem and then kickoff after that in week number 11 the district championship in division eight football between the ugly bearcats and the harbor beach pirates you're listening to your home for high school football the w at w sports and we'll return in 60 seconds Current conditions in Harbor Beach, Michigan are 33 degrees with clear skies. They're calling for a 0% chance of snow this evening. Winds are out of the south-southwest at 6 miles per hour and guessing up to 7.12 miles per hour. This is our spotter with these numbers tonight. Visibility is at 21 miles. Barometric pressure is at 29.92 inches. Not sure if it's going up or dropping. It's holding steady. Holding steady, according to Dan Banky. And the dew point's at 23. It feels like it's 27 degrees out. The humidity's at 67%. Sunset was ages ago at 511. And we are currently in a waxing gibbous moon phase, our favorite moon phase, if I must say. So I think it's safe to say it's a beautiful night for football. 
just on a very sad note here, November 2nd, or November 9th, I should say, we have nine hours and 54 minutes of daylight. And now we listen in to Mike Del Pierre, PA announcer here in Harbor Beach, as the Marching Pirates will be playing our national anthem, the Star Spangled Banner. Post 197 of the American Legion, who are listening in from below the post, are also on hand here, raising our flag as always every home football game. These are the moments that every high schooler looks forward to a rivalry in sudden death football in a district championship on the line. Clark Ramsey, Dave Hanson, Mark McConnell, Rochelle Thompson, and Dan Banky with your call tonight on the WLW Sports Network. Harbor Beach won the toss, elected to defer tonight. Your officials this evening, your referee is Guy Marco, umpire Robert Huddleston, linesman. That's Mark Gentle, or Gentle, uh, line judge Mark Bauer, and your back judge is Jim Clark. Beautiful night for football. Let's go through your starting lineups. So we'll go with the ugly Bearcats on offense. Your quarterback, Casey Sweeney, he's number two. Your backfield, your fullback, Carson Haleski, number 30. And the running backs, number 44, Shane Ozentoski, who's built like a fullback. And number 47, Colin Oberski. Your tight ends, Kyle Sweeney, Isaac Warzinski. And your line, your center, Austin Bruski. Right guard, or I should say guard, would be Logan Holbert and Ethan Bruski. Your right tackle would be Nolan Van Erp. And your left tackle, Ethan Smalley for Harbor Beach's defense. Your linebacking core, middle linebacker Devin Buff, outside linebacker Luke Woodkey, and Nathan Seaman. Also throwing Ethan Hessling depended on the formation. Your front line, defensive tackle Dakota Deer and Jacob Kirsch, defensive ends Evan Smiglinski and Grant Smiglinski. And in the back in the secondary, we have Dylan Kadar, your safety, and cornerbacks would be Mason Booms and Michael Anderson. Dave Hanson, any th- initial thoughts here as we're waiting to kick off? I uh, just can't wait to get this kickoff going. The field looks fantastic. Uh, love seeing the snow around the side. It's just been that kind of season. We went from it being hot and wearing polos every game to we are bundled up and heaters rolling and everything else, and you're just trying to stay warm. Yeah, no kidding. 12 minutes are on the board. Ubley coming out in the road white uniforms, black pants, black numbers with orange outline, in the flat black helmets with black face masks. They got rid of the uh, U on the side of the helmets this year. Hopper Beach, of course, in their traditional white helmets, black jerseys, black pants, with white numbers and orange outline, the pirates across their chest, and the pirates logo on their sleeves. Kicking off for the Harbor Beach Pirates will be number six, Luke Woodkey. He plays tight end outside linebacker. He's six foot, 175, 170 pound sophomore. He'll be kicking off right to left across your radio. Deep back for the Ubley Bearcats will be Casey Sweeney and Carson Holeski. They're standing at their own eight yard line in the far left of your radio. 
Beautiful night. Big crowd on hand here on both sides. And, of course, just a short drive away for the ugly Bearcats. Just a hop and a skip away down the valley past Thompson Chevrolet. And here you are. Harbor Beach now in formation. Ready to kick things off. Division 8 High School Football Championship is now officially underway as there's the whistle and the kick is up and it is away and it's going to stay on the ground. It actually hits a player on the back. Number 77 has to jump on it. That's Ethan Gillig for the LA Bearcats and luckily it falls right to the ground and Gillig jumps on it at the 45-yard line and Ubley will start out with the short field, 55-yard field in front of him. And that's a heads-up play by the sophomore for Ubley. Uh, you know, when these extended rosters come up, you see some of these younger guys get a chance to play even if it is on special teams and uh, a big body there and Woodkey drills him right in the back, and it was a heads-up play. He turns around and dives on it and gives the Bearcats very good field position to start this district championship game. Working off the right hash, Casey Sweeney under center. Three-man backfield in the straight tee. At the 45-yard line, left to right across your radio. Handoff to Shane Ozentowski. Gets out for about three yards out to the 48-yard line before he's wrapped up by a gang of black jerseys. Leading the tackle lead forward would be Harbor Beach's Grant Smiglinski defensive end, 6'4", 220-pound sophomore. Second down and seven. Three-yard gain for the Bearcats, and uh, th that's uh, one of their more exciting plays. Uh, that's what they're trying to do. That is the game plan. Three yards, cloud of dust, the old-fashioned way of doing things. That's the way the Bearcats do things, and Ozentowski is the big body. He plays over the right shoulder of the quarterback Sweeney. He's the right tee back. He comes around the left side and pushes the pile ahead for three hard-earned yards on the first play. Same formation working now three yards inside the right hash and Casey Sweeney hand keep it on his outside goes around the left side gets tripped up gets out of that tackle and gets across midfield into Harbor Beach territory down to the 48-yard line. That'll be gain of four on the plane. Tackle made by Dakota Deer. Defensive tackle for Harbor Beach. Third down and manageable about third down and three. Uh, they fake the exact same play and then Casey Sweeney keeps it himself and follows all three of those backs around the edge. But Luke Woodkey had a shot at him in the backfield at the original line of scrimmage, and Sweeney's able to slide out of that tackle, use his hand to keep his balance, and fall forward for a nice gain. Third down and three for the Bearcats as they are in Pirate territory. 10-44 remains on the first quarter. No score. Casey Sweeney surveying the Prairie. Three men backfield, as always, working off the left hash of the high reach 48-yard line. Handoff to Shane Ozentoski. Has the first down, dragging his defender across the 40 down to the 39-yard line. That is going to be a gain of nine in the play. Brought down by number nine as well, Mason Booms, cornerback for Harbor Beach. Shane Ozentoski again, same play as the first one. He's on the right side. He brings it all the way around the left side and rumbles up the field and dragging black jerseys all the way down the field. Mason Booms eventually brings him down, but the first first down of the game for the Bearcats. Coming up to the line at the 39-yard line, left right across the radio, working off the left hash. Casey Sweeney in his white away jersey under center. There's a snap. Another handoff. This one to Oberski. Number 47, Callan Oberski gets out to the 35-yard line. That'll be a gain of four. Tackle made by Nathan Seaman, outside linebacker for Harbor Beach. A nice four-yard gain, second down and six. So technically by the formation, Ozentoski's on the right side, and Oberski is on the left side of that wing tee with Carson Haleski in the middle as fullback, uh, the smallest of the three backs playing fullback. Very interesting how the, the Bearcats use those running backs. They all have different gifts, and this time, instead of Ozentoski going around the left side, this time it's Oberski over the right side. Casey Sweeney, a second and six handoff to Shane Ozentoski, gets tripped up at the line but falls forward all the way down to the 31-yard Yard line tackle made by Jacob Kirsch, defensive tackle, six foot four, two hundred twenty pounds, senior for Harbor Beach, brings up a third down and manageable yet again for Ubley. Third down and two. 
This is exactly the way the Bearcats want to start this game. Three and four yard gains, especially with their running backs. They're able to power away. And once they get through that defensive line, they have the size advantage over those linebackers. And so far, they have been outmatched. They, they have been able to get three and four yards just like they'd like. Third down and two. This is four down territory for the Bearcats. So look for them to try and get it here. And off to Colin Obersky gets the first down. He comes out to about the 27-yard line. Tackle made by Ethan Hessling, linebacker for Harbor Beach. Move the chains for the second time tonight. Harbor Ubley rolling down the field. Absolutely. And, and nothing crazy. No big gains, but three and four yards every single time that will get you your first downs and keep that offense off the field of Harbor Beach. Still in the huddle. First and ten from the, let's see, that'd be the 26-yard line. Now working off that about two yards inside the left hash. Three men backfield, Oberski, Holeski, and Ozentowski. Casey Sweeney is under center as always. And off your quarterback keeper actually around the left side. Uh, Sweeney has positive yards down to the 20-yard line before he's brought down for about a six-yard gain brought down by Dylan Kadar out of the secondary. Seven, second, brings up a second down and about four to go. Uh, a nice gain there. Casey Sweeney sells the handoff, even hesitates a little bit like he's watching the running back and then me. takes off. Uh, and Luke Woodkey felt for it too. Again, there, he's in the spot where he gets into the backfield and he has to make the decision who he goes after. He went after Ozentoski, didn't have the ball. Casey Sweeney's able to kind of slash through that defense and get six or seven yards. This drive started the 45, I believe, about four minutes ago. Casey Sweeney on the left side and he's has trying to get out of three tackles and he gets about a yard forward before he's forced out of bounds down to about the twi- about the 17 yard line late flag and this is going to be more than likely a late hit against Harbor Beach we'll see what this one is stop short of the first down marker by about two yards as f- 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 the officials are trying to figure out what this one is so, uh, down the flag is right at the 18 yard line the far the sideline judge is actually the one who had the linesman flag came very late Personal foul against Harbor Beach, so that's going to be a late hit. So they're inside the 20-yard line, so that'll be half the distance to the goal line from the 18-yard line. So we should put them down at the 9. It should be a first-in-goal scenario for the Ugly Bearcats. Seven minutes and 40 seconds left in this first quarter. Well, Casey Sweeney, they're calling his number early, and that was kind of the play that the Harbor Beach really needs to keep an eye on. They did a good job shutting down the first time around. Casey Sweeney's finding some success, but actually Harbor Beach sniffed that one out. Three missed tackles on that play. Credit to Casey Sweeney on that. Sweeney under center. There's a snap, and it's a handoff to 30. That would be Carson Holeski, and he gets down to about the one-yard line, brought down by Mason Booms for Harbor Beach. A big run for number 30, Carson Holeski, Back, and it's going to be second down and goal to go from the one-yard line. Nice run there by Haleski. It's only a matter of time before he gets the ball, and he's able to dive right between those defensive tackles and get upfield. And actually, Mason Booms comes over from his corner position to prevent a touchdown for now. Seven minutes remain in the first from the one-yard line. Casey Sweeney under center. Same formation as this entire drive has been. There's the snap, and it's going to be quarter, uh, hand up right of the middle. Shane Ozentoski bumps off one tackle, and the ugly Bearcats strike first with 6.59 left in the first quarter. The Bearcats are on the board with six points. Oh, if you're Coach Sweeney and company, that is exactly what the doctor ordered. You don't need a big play. you got to understand that it's not all about the 50-yard touchdowns and the putting up 40 points in a game. It is about winning the game, and this is how the Bearcats are going to do it. They're going to take long, extended drives, three, four yards a crack, and push that defense all the way down the field, slowly, methodically, and then punch it in for six, and now an opportunity to put two more up. Going for two, trying to make this an eight-point ball game. Five minutes and one second in. 
Handoff right up the middle to Haleski. He gets hit, and he should be very close to that goal line, and he is stopped short, and the two-point conversion is no good. So now they're saying it's good. Okay. Can't say I've seen that one before. It's 8-0. The Ebley Bearcats strike first with 6.59 remaining in the first quarter right here on the W out of the W Sports Network. Probably 8-0 as they march right down the field, 55 yards in 5 minutes and 1 seconds, taking 10 plays to do it. And Shane Ozendowski rumbles in from a yard out. The two-point conversion from Carson Haleski is good. And it's 8-0 Bearcats in Harbor Beach. Kick comes into Michael Anderson at the 14-yard line. He scoops it up. He's across the 20, across the 25, down to the 30, and falls forward down to about the 34-yard line. A nice return for Michael Anderson for Harbor Reach. Tackle made by Colin Obriski on special teams. Harbor Reach on offense for the first time tonight, trailing 8-0 already. And Ubley Bearcats offense strikes first, so the Harbor Beach offense will get its first shot to answer the bell here. 8-0 the Bearcats with an early lead on their first drive of the game. They'll say he was down to the 35 yard line the nose of the football of the 35 653 remain in the first quarter clock stop momentarily first and 10 right to left across your radio are your harbor beach fires coming out immediately in the spread formation two wide to the left one to the right two men backfield dylan cater on the shotgun that'd be anderson and puff keeping him company hand off to michael anderson around the left side and he gets tripped up in the backfield and he gets out from maybe a yard out to the 36 yard line tackle made by ethan bruski cornerback for ugly second down in nine six minutes 40 seconds left in the first quarter you're going to see that a lot and you're going to see it early where the bearcats are going to respond to the spread and them running off tackle by having those defensive backs gamble and come in and try to make the tackle and uh, that's exactly what ethan peruski does there as he comes up from that defensive back position gets inside the receiver and has a free shot at michael anderson and doesn't miss no gain on the first play after uh, they're going to say one yard gain and it's another handoff to anderson and he finds room to run he's across the 40 and steps out of bounds at the 42 yard line this will be short of the first down marker by three yards but it sets up a third down and manageable for the pirates two handoffs to michael anderson and seven yards that time over here looks like number nine mason booms he's able to get inside that defensive back cut him off and set a block and when michael anderson gets there this time there's no free defensive back coming to make that tackle it's simply uh, michael anderson in open space he runs to the sideline and cuts out of bounds and gets uh, four or five yards on that play bringing up third down and three for harbor beach same formation kadar against the snap looking to pass screen pass to the right side it is caught by number six that would be luke woodkey but he's stopped short maybe even lost a yard on that one back to the 41 yard line number 23 isaac warzinski stops him on that for the ugly bearcats and now our reach is faced with a fourth and four do they punt this one away they're in their own territory i think you have to you don't want to give the bearcats uh, this good a field position uh woodkey caught that screen pass but there it's man-to-man coverage out there so if there are no running backs or there is no pulling guard out there to make a block you are asking woodkey to make the catch turn in a different direction and make a man miss because it's two defensive backs and one offensive player uh, making blocks it just was outnumbered and the bearcats did a great job sniffing that one out for a loss of one Harbor Beach coming out in the extended shotgun and it's dylan kadar punting away friend hits bounces at the 30 and takes a huge Harbor Beach bounce all the way down to the 21 yard line before it rolls to arrest and Harbor Beach with a three and out. That's how they respond to the Ebley Bearcat touchdown. And the Bearcats are now back in offense with an eight-point lead with 5.17 remaining in the first quarter. 
you got to like, though, for Harbor Beach, the, the growing the confidence of your quarterback with a quick, short pass. He completes it, throws it on the number. Well, like I said, Woodkey just was outnumbered there. He was going to have to make a guy miss, was unable to do so. Uh, but I would bet the second time around, you're going to see Devin Puff touch the ball a couple times. <clears throat> Third down and three. If it was four-down territory for Coach Schelke, I think you would have seen him run the ball, but I think he felt the need to throw it and get that first down. He did not, and now the defense comes on the field. Bearcats now in the driver's seat here to really put this game in a two-score lead and get out front. At their own 21-yard line, Casey Sweeney on the keeper around the left side, and he's brought down in the backfield, way back at the 16-yard line. Luke Woodkey jumped in the backfield and brought him down for a four-yard loss. They're going to mark him down to the 17. Second down and 14 for the Ellie Bearcats. That play uh, was a rare miscue, from my opinion, for the Bearcats as everybody went right and Casey Sweeney went the other way and he just did what he could. He just kept it like it was a design keeper. He did a great job of disguising it. But my opinion, that play was a total meltdown and Casey Sweeney was running for his life with all his protection being the other direction. Uh, which leads to a Luke Woodkey tackle in the backfield, four-yard loss. And this is not a situation the Bearcats want to be in as second down and long. This with a T formation, you need those positive yards three or four at a and, time. And back here, it's not four down territory. No. Handoff right up the middle to number 30. That would be Haleski, and he's brought down after a gain of about eight on the play, all the way down to the 25-yard line. Gains back the four and picks up another four for an eight-yard gain. Tackle made for the Harbor Beach Pirates by the linebacking core. Third down, number 42. That would be Ethan Hessling. Four, uh, third down, and we'll call seven yards. That was, six. That, was a, that was a big run there to get all that yeah, lost yardage it, back and four more. Now third down and a, a long six is very doable here for the Bearcats. They have, you know what, if they get it down to even a yard, they may go for it. This offensive line has done a good job really in this game. They've been getting three yards on every play when the play is run correctly. Eight nothing, ugly leading. It's a third down and six, and they hand it off to Haleski, and he gets absolutely nowhere. They're going to mark him down after a yard again out to the 26-yard line. Big man 74. That would be Grant Smiglinski. The sophomore brings him down for a gain of a yard. Fourth down and five for the Bearcats deep in their own territory. Uh, they're, they're changing out a lot of players, but this far back in your own territory, Bearcats have already won this first quarter as far I as agree, I'm concerned yes. so far. They're up 8 nothing. Yes, they got to punt it away, but you absolutely have to. You could not give Harbor Beach at home a field position this good if you fail to convert on fourth down and five. So Casey Sweeney is also the quarterback. He's also the punter. He may even drive the bus. He does windows. And there's a flag on the play right on the snap. This could be offsides. And the punt comes in at the 44-yard line brought in by Nathan Seaman. We'll see what this flag is. Both uh, line judges threw their flag right on the on the snap. Is this an illegal formation as well? I, you know, it could go either way. I didn't see anybody move. They'd almost had to have been lined up offside. That would give the Bearcats a first down. Uh, it'd be very close. It's five yards from the spot of the, from the original spot, and that they would more than likely have to measure this one. Yeah, they're they're talking to the Harbor Beach coaches, so it's on Ubley. Do basically. Yep. yep, illegal formation. That's exactly what it was. They've really been cracking down on that at all levels, NFL, college, and even high school, of making sure they have enough players on the line of scrimmage. Need to have those seven, even not peeling off on the sides where the tight ends are. So instead of the 44, this will be a five-yard walk-off, so they will start at the 49-yard line, short field for the Harbor Beach Pirates, as they trail 8 nothing at home with three minutes left in the first quarter. First down is a very important down for the Ugly Bearcat offense. When they lost four yards, it completely set them back to what their game plan is and forced them to punt. Uh, so for Harbor Beach, 
that doesn't necessarily matter to them, but positive gains on first down really opens the playbook up for the Pirates now. In the spread, two wide to the left, one to the right, and is stained in the pocket to pass, and a screen out to Michael Anderson to the left side. He's across midfield to the 45, and at the 40s, knocked out of bounds by big man 55, Nolan Van Erp, linebacker, 5'10", 195-pound junior. It's an 11-yard gain, first and 10 for the Pirates in Ubley territory. Well, that must have been a design screen, because I'm here to tell you I am looking at the Ubley Bearcat bench, and I know Dan Banky saw it, too. Nathan Seaman was lined up on the far side of the field, and that ugly Bearcat defender bit on the run fake and saw the screen pass developing left. If Dylan Kadar would have continued to look to the right, Nathan Seaman is down the right side of the field with nobody within 20 yards of him, Clark. You and I are the next closest defenders to him. <laughs> uh, but he went with the game plan, checked it down to Michael Anderson, the safe, good, positive throw, and Michael Anderson in space is very good, gets Harbor Beach a very important first down. Two wide each way, Devin Puff in the backfield for Kate Arney passes to the left, and this one is caught by Mason Booms at the 35, falls forward to the 33. Tackle made by Levi Peruski, 5'11", 170-pound cornerback, junior for Ubley. This will be a gain of seven, second down and three upcoming for Harbor Beach. And I don't think uh, Harbor Beach wants to throw the ball 30 times this game, but that throw is going to be there all game for them. Mason Booms runs a very nice route, about six yards, plants his foot, turns around, and Kadar times it beautifully. The ball is in the air as Booms is making that move. Hits him right on the number. Booms hauls it in. He's able to fall forward to get seven yards on first down. Two running backs in the backfield in the shotgun with Kadar. Two wide to the right, one to the left, working off the left hash. Kadar on the keeper, has positive yards, has the first down, down to the 30 and runs out of bounds at the 27-yard line. That will be enough for another first down for Harbor Beach, their second of the evening. Stops the clock with 2.04 left in the first quarter. Hubbley 8, Harbor Beach nothing, but the Harbor Beach Pirates knocking on the door of the red zone. That is another play that I think Harbor Beach is going to utilize multiple times this evening because those running backs, Devin Puff especially, does an excellent job of blocking. He doesn't get enough credit for doing that, but he picks up the linebacker. Michael Anderson picks up the other linebacker, and now it's up to Kadar to just out in open space, and you see those wide receivers doing such a good job. In this case, it was Woodkey and Mason Booms setting the edge, allowing Kadar to maneuver his way down the field and get a first down. First and 10 from the 27-yard line. Two wide to the left, one to the right. Back to pass. Kadar now rolling to his right. Throws downfield to the end zone. Nathan Seaman there, and he brings it in. Touchdown, Harbor Beach. Nathan Seaman brings in the 27-yard throw from Dylan Kadar after a broken down play, and the Pirates are on the board for the first time tonight. It's now ugly. Eight, Harbor Beach six with a two-point conversion upcoming. A minute 56 left. It's an effortless accuracy for, for Dylan Kadar. That play was designed to go to the left. It was a streak down on the sideline and Mason Booms got in a battle with the defensive back and credit the ugly defensive back takes Booms out of the play. Kadar looks to scramble to the right. He sees a linebacker there spying him so he on the run to his right lofts it into the end zone and Nathan Seaman is there. He beats defender Kyle Sweeney a sophomore who's uh, only 5'8", 160. Huge height advantage for Nathan Seaman but that throw was perfect over the shoulder. Beautiful throw and catch from Kadar to Seaman. And going for two Anderson's actually brought down way back at the four-yard line, so the Ubley Bearcats retain the lead of number 44, Shane Ozendowski, brought him down in the backfield. It's 8-6, to six, Ubley leading Harbor Beach with a minute 56 left in the first quarter. It's going to be a thriller all the way to the end. We can feel already right here on the WLW Sports Network.
minute 56, and Harvard reaches on the board, but they trail by two points. As a big kick from Luke Wood, he comes into the 10-yard line into Carson Husky's hands. He's across the 20, down to the 25, and takes on his defender. That'd be number 53, Ben Roganbuck for Harbor Beach, and he brings him down at the 31-yard line. A nice return for Haleski, and he gives a decent field position, a 69-yard field to work with. First and 10 left right across the radio with a two-point lead, 8-6 to six over Harbor Beach. You're absolutely right, Clark. Decent field position is is exactly what I was going to use to, to describe that, but it was a good return. He comes straight ahead. Uh, there's really not a lot of openings. He takes the most he could get with Seleski, but we'll see how Ubley responds. Uh, they relied heavily on Casey Sweeney on the first series that scored them the touchdown. Um, a broken play led to a big loss on the second play, or second series, and forced Ubley to punt. So they got a great drive and a touchdown. They got a three and out and a punt. We'll see if they can find that middle ground now. Sweeney turn, hands it off to Oberski. He jumps across to about to the 35-yard line. This will be gain of four on the play. Tackle made by Ethan Hessling, linebacker for Harbor Beach. Second down and six upcoming for the Bearcats. We're at a minute 30 remaining in the first quarter. That's exactly what they want. If they can get three yards, it doesn't matter who they hand it to. If they can get three yards, you will get any defense, not just Harbor Beach, but any defense to continue to try to bunch up the middle, and that's when Casey Sweeney can hit him on the outside for a big one. He hasn't hit him for a big one yet, but he's been able to get six or seven when they needed it. Second down, six to go from the 35-yard line. Left for across the radio, three yards inside the right hash. Casey Sweeney is under center, less than 10 seconds on the play clock. Hands it off to his uh, number 44, Shane Ozentowski, and he's met after a two-yard gain at the 37-yard line. And Harbor Beach is fired up after that stop. Tackle made by number 65 for Harbor Beach. That would be Dakota Deer, defensive tackle. Third down and four to go for the LA Bearcats. And that was uh, one of the f- better stops by that Harbor Beach defensive front. Shane Ozentoski has been able to get three whenever he's wanted. Uh, he gets a little less that time, but those big guys for the Harbor Beach defensive front is able to not allow that extra yard or two that Ozentoski usually gets because of his size. Less than 30 seconds to play. Third down and four upcoming for the Bearcats. Casey Sweeney surveys the defense. Three men backfield, straight T. Sweeney hands off to Ozentowski again. He's very close to that first down marker, and he gets it by about a half of a yard. All to the 42-yard line. Tackle made by number nine. Number nine, that'd be Mason Booms, as well as number 65, Dakota Deer, for the Bear, for the Harbor Beach Pirates. Move the chains, though, for the third time tonight for the LB Bearcats, and we've reached the end of the first quarter. Uh, very interesting is Shane Ozentoski, when he gets the ball, they run right at Evan Smiglinski, the biggest defender that Harbor Beach has. They've run right at him and countered off of him, whether they've gone around him or cut inside of him. We'll see how Harbor Beach responds to that and if Ubley keeps attacking. It's time for a short break. We'll have the second quarter upcoming right here on your home for high school football, the WLW Sports Network, being powered by Anger Valley Services. We have played 12 minutes, and both teams have scored one. Subly with the difference maker, though, is a two-point conversion. They lead 8-6 to six over the hosting Harbor Beach Pirates in the Division 8 District Championship. Clark Ramsey, Dave Hanson, Mark McConnell, Rochelle Thompson, and Dan Banky with your call tonight on the WLW Sports Network. Now moving right to left across your radio, Casey Sweeney and the LA Bearcats on offense for the third time this evening. It's going to hand off to Colin Oberski. He gets to the line of scrimmage and falls forward out for maybe two yards. Tackle made by Devin Buff, middle linebacker for the Harbor Reach Pirates. 
They're going to say it's a two-yard gain, second down and eight, maybe second down and seven. I think they're going to say eight, Clark, two yards for Oberski. Just not a lot going there. That front four of Harbor Beach is going to have to continue to win some battles. The ugly, undersized, ugly offensive line has been good enough, chipping just enough to allow those running backs to push ahead and get a couple extra yards. 11-25 remain in the first half. Casey Sweeney with a two-point lead under center. At their own 43-yard line. And quarterback keeper misdirection opposite side, weak side, and gets down a yard short of the first down, right at midfield and to the 50-yard line. Tackle made by Grant Smiglinski, defensive end. And it's bringing up a third down and very manageable, third down in less than a yard. Casey Sweeney is the best change of direction back that the Ubley Bearcats have. And that was a complete misdirection, sellout run to the right. And when he turned around, even he was surprised. There was a defensive end right there in the backfield waiting for him, forced him to the middle of the field. So Casey Sweeney takes it, he cuts up the middle, and there's nobody there. That's what you want to do is the end is take away the edge, force him up the middle. No linebackers there. And Casey Sweeney is able to make third down very short, about a yard to go. Third and a yard, and they're going to hand it off to Shane Ozentowski. He has positive yards, and then 10 yards beyond that. He's all the way down to the Harbor Beach 40-yard line. Tackle made by Mason Booms, and we have a down player. That would be Mason Booms who made the tackle. Shane Ozentowski looked like he was shot out like, like, like a cannon. Yeah, when he when you get through that defensive line, those linebackers are the ones that are going to have to make the tackle. There was no linebacker again uh, anywhere near the area, and that allows forces their defensive backs like Anderson and Kadar and Mason Booms to come in and make tackles on these big backs with a full head of steam, and Mason Booms paid for it. Injured player on the field, 10-33 remaining in the second quarter. We'll return in 30 seconds right here on the W. W Sports Network, Ubley 8, Harbor Beach 6. Harbor Beach Medical staff still tending to Mason Booms. Now sitting up, 10.33 remaining in the second quarter. Ubley 8, Harbor Beach 6. Dave Hansen, so Ubley marches down there on their first drive. 10 plays, 55 yards for a score. The second time out, they're three and out. This time, seems to be moving the ball pretty well. Well, you're not seeing the... You're not seeing the negative plays. You're seeing uh, forward plays getting two, three, four yards at a, at a time. But they're, they're mixing it up. You're seeing Ozentowski to carry, then Obersky, and then Sweeney, and then Haleski. And it, everybody's touching the ball equally for the Bearcats so far. Uh, Shane Ozentowski obviously has seven, seven carries. But uh, Obersky has four. Casey has five. So... For Harbor Beach, it's still a little bit of a guessing game. Who's going to get the ball next? And the, the gap discipline of the Pirates has not been good. Harbor Beach has exposed the linebacking core of Harbor Beach so far. Uh, they have been non-existent. You haven't heard Hessling, Puff. Uh, none of those guys are making tackles. It's either your defensive lineman or you're hearing guys like Kadar and Anderson making tackles in the backfield. First and 10 from the Harbor Beach 40-yard line. Casey Sweeney under center. Handoff to his first man, number 30. That'd be Haleski. He gets out for two, maybe three yards down to the 37-yard line for a gain of three. Out of the bottom of the pile is a lineman down there somewhere, Dakota Deer on the stop for Harbor Beach. And it's more of the same. Uh, they're able to dive right into the teeth of those big bodies of Harbor Beach and push them back, dive ahead, get two and three whenever they want to, and then just when those linebackers like Woodkey and Hessling cheat up the middle to try to help prevent those gaps, that's when Sweeney hits them to the outside. So Harbor Beach is in kind of a, a lost spot here, but uh, if they're going to get off the field, they need, a, they need a tackle for no gain or a loss of one. 
Second down and seven. It's a handoff to Oberski. He has positive yards and nearly the first down all the way down to the 30-yard line. After he breaks through his first two, Kyle Tackle made and finally wrapped up by Ethan Hessling for Harbor Beach. Has been very close to that first down marker. Uh, they're still trying to figure out whether they have this one or not. They might have to measure exactly what they'll do. I think he may have it, though. Well, your, your eyes are better than mine because I, I think it's a little short based on that spot on the field. But uh, either way, it's that close. But it's third down and manageable if they don't get it, which is advantage to the Bearcats. That's what they want to do. It was exactly what you're saying, though, Dave, is that they're looking for positive yards. And obviously, they got a little bit more than a positive yard. And looks like they have it by, by a nose of a football, and they have a first down. That would be probably sixth of the evening. And still marching deeper into Harbor Beach territory. They're at the 30-yard line with a two-point lead. Yeah, for the Bearcats, it all starts on first down. If they can get three yards, that's sort of the break-even point. If they can get three yards on first down, they feel really good about what they're going to do on second down. But their offensive line, credit to them, is undersized tremendously compared to the Pirates, and they have done what they wanted to to Harbor Beach so far. Casey Sweeney under center once again. Splitting the hash marks. Handoff to number 47, Oberski. He found a seam and is all the way across the 25 down to the 22. Tackle made by Ethan Hessling after a seven-yard gain. Second down and three. Oh, and if they can get seven yards, look out. It's a long day for that defense. And Colin Oberski, I, I, you or I could have run through that hole, Clark. That was perfect <laughs> execution by that Bearcat offensive line. And uh, this time they run away from Evan Smiglinski. They run to the right side, and there is nobody there to make that tackle. Nothing but white jerseys leading the way for a big run for Colin Oberski. Eight minutes, 40 seconds remain in the first half. Ugly eight, Harbor Reach six. The Bearcats on offense at the Harbor Reach 23-yard line. Sweeney going for the hard count, now hands it off to Holeski. He gets out forward, has the first down across the 20, down to about the 18-yard line for a gain of four. Tackle made by Luke Woodkey, outside linebacker for Harbor Beach, but not until after moving the chains yet again. At that time, uh, Je Jeff Oakley had his hands on him, but he, it, he doesn't actually bring him down until he gets a hold of his of the ankle, his ankles, and he's able. To, the running back's able to dive forward and get two or three yards on a gain that should have just been one. Instead, he gets all of two or three. So that's the extra yardage that those Bearcat running backs are getting in this game that has made the difference and keeping drives alive. Already at the six-minute mark of this drive, and we have whistles and looks like an official timeout or a team timeout called by the Ubley Bearcats with 8.01 remaining in the first half right here on the W. LW Sports Network. Probably calls their first time out of the half, and it's going to be a handoff to number 47, Oberski, and he bursts out for about a 10-yard gain all the way down inside the 10, down to the 6-yard line, maybe the 7. Tackle made by Harbor Beach's number 42, Ethan Hessling, with another stop. First and goal now for the LB Bearcats. And out of the timeout, uh, nothing's changed, Clark. It's no. right back to the same old thing. Uh, and if you're, you're Coach Sweeney, it might be the, the tiniest little thing where he just told one of his guards to do to block this way or block that way, and that'll open up the hole even more because I didn't see anything different other than another big run for the Bearcats, an 8-yard, 10-yard run, and now it's first and goal from the 7. 
Sweeney, there's gets the snap, hands it off to his third man, Shane Ozentoski, and Harbor Beach stops him for absolutely no gain. They're actually going to say he's down at the six-yard line, leading the charge with number 75, and Jacob Kirsch for Harbor Beach. Second down and goal from the six-yard line. I mean, it's first time in, I don't know, about ten minutes we've seen a, a Harbor Beach defensive lineman make a stop at the line of scrimmage. And again, the Bearcats still find a way to get a yard on that play, but that was one of the shortest runs Harbor had in, in quite a while, and they've run this clock now all the way under seven minutes to go here in the second quarter. Harbor Beach has had two possessions so far. The Bearcats completely owning this game and playing it the way they want to play it. Hubbley's had the ball for 14 minutes and some change. Harbor Beach two minutes and 46 seconds. Second down and goal from the six-yard line. Quarterback keeper around the left side. Casey Sweeney trying to find some sort of seam and he's into the end zone. Touchdown, Hubbley. From five yards out, Casey Sweeney goes to the near sideline, and he's in for the second score for the Bearcats tonight. It's now Ugly 14, Harbor Beach 6. And that's where Casey Sweeney can absolutely beat you. He's not the speediest guy in the world, but he moves quickly, and he's great out in space. He changes directions as good as anybody around, and he's able to get around Luke Woodkey and then angle his way perfectly to the pylon because that was the only yardage he needed was that six yards, and he finds it and puts the Bearcats up now by eight points. Hubbley going for two, trying to make this a two-possession ball game. May trying to make it 16 to six from the three-yard line. Same formation all night. T formation. Sweeney with Oberski, Haleski, and Ostentowski in the backfield. Quarterback keeper back to pass into the end zone, and this one is batted down by Michael Anderson. So it remains a one-possession ball game, 14 to six. A big stop by Harbor Beach there, trying to find any hint of momentum. 6.33 as the Bearcats have all the momentum on their side in an eight-point lead on the road in the district championship right here on the WLW Sports Network. remains in the first half. Ubley scores for the second time tonight. They now lead by eight points, 14-6. As Casey Sweeney boots this one off, it comes in at the 20-yard line, brought in by Nathan Seaman. He's across the 30-yard line, down to the 35, lowers the shoulder and brings him all the way down out to the 40-yard line. That's a nice 20-yard return for Nathan Seaman. Tackle made by Carson Haleski for the Ubley Bearcats. First and 10 with a 60-yard field in front of them, trailing by eight points. Well, how can you not be impressed with the Ubley Bearcats so far? Uh, they're, they're not exciting. They don't blow you away with stats and, and big passes and all the uh, the glory plays, but they certainly know how to execute a game plan, fundamentally sound, disciplined, tough, and they have simply pushed the Pirates around in this first half, and that's led to a 14-6 to lead. But the Pirates now have their third possession, and if they were to score and get two points, we'd be right back to where we started. So this drive all important for the Pirates. Kadar in the shotgun, hands out to Michael Anderson, going around the left side, cuts back inside, has positive yards, about three of them, out to the 43-yard line, tackle made by Isaac Warzinski, 6'3", 200-pound senior for Ubley. Three-yard gain brings up a second and seven from the 43. Nice job by Warzinski because on the end, he has one. He's got a tough job there catching Anderson in open space and pulling him down because he's able to get off his block, and Anderson tries to slash right behind him, cut up the field, and Warzinski was able to grab a hold of that jersey and pull him to the ground for a short gain. 
Harbor Beach still in the huddle, trailing by eight points. It's second down, and they're going to say eight and mark them down to the 42-yard line. Left to right across your radio. Send two wide to the left, one to the right. That'd be Nathan Seaman. In the backfield with Kadar is Puffin Anderson. And looking to pass, Kadar goes downfield, down to the far sideline. This one is into the hands of Ubley, and it's intercepted at the 29-yard line. Lofted this one up, and the Bearcats have the first turnover of the night in their own hands, and they're back on offense with an eight-point lead. Nice job there by Levi Peruski as he simply boxes out the wide receiver, Mason Booms, and goes stride for stride with him down the field. But Kadar throws a pretty good pass here. That is up to Mason Booms to go get that ball. He did not go up and get it. He certainly didn't make sure it was wasn't intercepted. Levi Peruski just wanted it more and uh, went up and goes and gets it. If you're Mason Booms there, you have to at least just swat that ball out of there and live to see another day. You certainly don't want to turn it over and now give the Bearcats another shot here to extend this lead with five and a half to go in the first half. First and ten from the 27-yard line. G formation right to left across your radio. Obli with all the momentum. Hand off to Shane Ostentos. He right up the middle, blowing past defenders across the 35 and finally brought down to the 37-yard line. This is going to be a gain of nine on the play. Michael Anderson on the stop. Second down and a yard to go. Nice run there by Ozentoski. Just uh, running like a man possessed. But all these Ubley Bearcats are coming in here with nothing to lose and everything to win. And they have run every play simply like it. They, they just want it more right now. And that was an easy nine-yard run for Ozentoski. Their last drive, 7 minutes, 23 seconds. Now they're already back on offense. Hand off to Oberski. He gets out for maybe three yards. They're actually going to second down a yard. Now to the 40-yard line. Now it's a first down. And tackle made by number 76, Evan Smiglinski for the Harbor Beach Pirates. First and 10 from the 40. Well, if you're if you're Harbor Beach here, you simply need to just keep them out of the end zone. Whether you score or not now is irrelevant. But uh, to go down one score, you would be thrilled right now because the Ugly Bearcats have been absolutely phenomenal and uh, made a great interception there by Peruski, setting up a chance now for the Bearcats to really blow this game open and get ahead by two scores. Harbor Beach has hit the ball just for 3 minutes and 46 seconds in this first half. Handoff right at the middle to Holeski. He fights hard for about three yards out to the 43-yard line. Tackle made by Harbor Beach's Dakota Deer defensive tackle. 5'10", 205, junior. Second down, seven for the Ole Bearcats, nearly at midfield. And it doesn't seem to matter who carries the football. As soon as they get hit, this time finally at the line of scrimmage, the Pirates make contact with him at the line of scrimmage. He just kind of struggles forward a little bit, extends the football up by his helmet, and just like you said, he's hit at the line of scrimmage, but he gets three yards. Uh, very powerful and great finishes to these runs by the Bearcats. Second down, seven. Same formation. Hand off to Shane Ozentoski this time. He's stopped at the 47-yard line after a four-yard gain. And Devin Puff hit low and brought him down. We have a helmet loose, and that means Ethan Hessling's going to have to come off for a play. Third down and four for the Ugly Bearcats at their own 46-yard line. Yeah, third down and four. That's uh, There's only been one time they've had a situation worse than that. It's been less than that for the Bearcats. <laughs> so it's been a job well done on both sides of the ball here for the Bearcats. So third down and four, they are creeping up close to midfield. If they get two or three here, Clark, I think it's go zone for Coach Sweeney and company. It's fourth, fourth, four down territory. They're three for five on third downs, and it's a handoff to Leskey. doesn't matter. He has the first down across midfield and down to the Harbor Reach 44-yard line, a gain of quite a few at 10 yards and that one tackle made by Mason Booms moved the chains for the LB Bearcats. Three minutes, 20 seconds left in the first half. And just one veteran coach uh, attacking another veteran coach. Ethan Hessling comes out. Guess where they run the football, guys? <laughs> right there. Right where he left. And uh, that makes... 
there is nobody there to make that tackle, and it's up to the secondary again to make the tackle. Job well done by the Bearcats, and another first down. In the tee, Casey Sweeney hands off to Oberski. He gets out for about two yards out to the 42-yard line. Brings up a second down and eight tackle made by Devin Buff, middle linebacker, starting to hear the linebacking core come alive for Harbor Beach and shortening those four-yard gains down to about two. But regardless, Ubley pushing it down the court and field, I should say, with with ease and whatever they want to do. Uh, exactly, and it doesn't matter if it was on a court or here on the field. Clark. <laughs> They're doing what they want when they want, and it's um, a, a little bit surprising, but not that much. I mean, this is what the Bearcats want to do to any opponent. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter who they are. I agree. And uh, I know they have a couple losses on their, on their schedule, but this is what they want to do, and they're executing it perfectly. Casey Sweeney on the keeper. He has the first down, breaks out his second tackle, breaks out his third, and now he's finally brought down to the 15-yard line as Luke Woodkey finally chases him down. That could have been a four-yard gain, and then it was a 15, and then into 25, and then way down the field, down to the 16-yard line. Wow. That's just an outstanding run by Casey Sweeney as he sheds not one tackle but two tackles and forces Luke Woodkey to push him out of bounds. I don't know if he ever did get tackled, uh, but I'm not sure who missed him right there just past the line of scrimmage. But Mason Booms misses him in open space. Luke Woodkey eventually forces him out of bounds, but tackling, tackling, you have to make your tackles. Otherwise, that just makes – it's just – all things going well here for the Bearcats. 26-yard gain for Sweeney, and now it's a handoff to Holeski, and he goes absolutely nowhere. Ethan Hessling on that stop at the line of scrimmage at the 16-yard line. Second down and 10. Two minutes remaining in the first half. Ubley leading 14-6. to six. That was very unique. Uh, they had a pulling guard on the left side actually run into Sweeney, the quarterback, as he's trying to execute his fakes and hand it off. Uh, and just a total breakdown there. I'm not sure if the Pirates did an excellent job blowing up the play or if just somebody ran the wrong way for the Bearcats, but one of the few mishaps they've had, no gain on the play. Wing T to the left, two men backfield. Sweeney's under center and is going to be quarterback keeper to the left side. He's trying to find a seam. He's going to the near sideline. Has positive yards, maybe only about a yard actually when all said and done. And they're going to mark him down at about the fifth. And there's a flag after the play as everyone was running away from the play. And they're going to mark him down about the 15-and-a-half-yard line. And it's going to be against Harbor Beach. It's going to be personal foul, unsportsmanlike conduct against Harbor Beach. So instead of a third down and 10, this is going to be an automatic first down and move the ball half the distance of the goal line from the 15 down to about the 7-and-a-half. I, I didn't really see anything vulgar. I'm... Must, I'm guessing he must have. Someone must have said something. I'm not sure what happened there, but that's gonna. That's a huge penalty because, um, actually, the way I saw that, 57 of Ubley tackles his own quarterback there unintentionally. I think that was Ethan Peruski, uh, just trying to make a block, and uh, he was going nowhere fast on that play. It was Casey Sweeney, but. Yeah, looks like you can see you see Nathan Nathan Seaman saying, "Zip your lips, man. Stop talking." So I don't know. He must have said something that was pretty bad because it's going to cost Harbor Beach big time here, and that's just a break that the Bearcats needed here to extend this game by two scores. Second down in a yard to go, after they mark off the seven and a half yards. Minute twenty nine remaining in the half, and Obley leads by eight points. And now we have whistles, and this is a timeout called by Harbor Beach. This will be the first of their three in this first half. Dave Hansen, what are you seeing here? Well, it, your defense has been getting pushed around all game long, so I'm not surprised that uh, they call a timeout, but it's a little too late. I mean, they've been doing this to you the whole half. And uh, I said this last week about Harbor Beach, uh, and I was going to say it again. You can't wait till halftime to make the adjustments and actually play football. You have to play four quarters. And uh, it, it's coming way too late. 
on the other side of that, if you're the Bearcats, this is absolutely awesome. You are thrilled. You oh, are wa- you are watching Harbor Beach make undisciplined penalties after the play, late hit. Uh, you see one late hit. You see one where we're not sure exactly what happened, but it's something that he said clearly cost him 15 yards. So if you're the Bearcats, you are absolutely loving what is happening in this first half. It has been awesome to watch. They have dominated the offensive line, which nobody has done to the Bear- or to the Pirates yet this season. And a ta- hats off to them on this first half game plan and it would all come to an end hats off here if they could finish this drive with another score and be up double digits on the pirates here second down in a goal a yard to go at the seven yard line so keep in mind that 15 yard penalty was half the distance to the goal wasn't they a full 15 yards and now they're trying to figure out whether this is second down or third down and it was first it was first down on the personal foul, then that brought up a second down in one. No, no, Haleski with no gain. And then it was and then the keeper, a second down play. Second down play when it was uh So that that should be third down. Yes indeed. Third down in a yard to go, minute twenty-nine. Third down in the yard to go from the seven-yard line for the LB Bearcats, leading by eight points, a minute 29. Yeah, they, they ran, the huddle. I'm not sure what, how confusing <laughs> that was. You ran two plays. This would be the third one here. Uh, but glad we got there. But still, it's third down and one. This is exactly where the Bearcats want to be. So it shouldn't bother them at all. Casey Sweeney hands off to Carson Haleski. And he's met at the original line of scrimmage and goes absolutely nowhere. Out to about the six-and-a-half-yard line. They're going to say he's short. Tackle made by number 70 for Jeff Oakley for the Harbor Beach Pirates, as well as Dakota Deer in there. And they're going to say fourth down in less than a yard to go. A minute 10 remains, and the clock is rolling. 14 to 6, ugly leading. That, that was a big play, because now you're fear of the Pirates. You have an opportunity here to get off the field and, and avoid major disaster in this first half. But if you're the Bearcats, stay calm, call your best play. And I haven't seen Shane Ozentowski get the ball in a while. That's the guy I'm handing it to. Casey Sweeney under center, less than a yard to go. And they're going to hand it off to Shane Ozentowski. Tassi's down to beyond the five-yard line, has the first down, stops the clock momentarily with 46 seconds left. Tackle made by 75, Jacob Kirsch for Harbor Beach. First in goal to go for the Bearcats with 46 seconds. When it's at your one-yard one situation, if you're the you're the defense of the Harbor of going against the LB Bearcats, it's a losing situation. You have to stop them on first down and second down because this offense is designed to get two, three yards of play. But the Pirates right now are allowing four, five, and six yards of play. That's what's got to stop. First and goal to go from the three. It's a handoff to Oberski. Gets down to about the one-yard line for a two-yard gain. And they're going to say timeout called with 21 seconds left. That'll be the second timeout called by the Bearcats. Tackle made by Devin Puff for the Harbor Beach Pirates. 21 seconds remain. The Ubley Bearcats are at the one-yard line of Harbor Beach trying to make this a two-touchdown lead entering halftime. And I think they will because right now the Pirates do not have an answer. And here's why. Because they, they have allowed three yards of pop up the middle. And any time Coach Sweeney wants, he can call Casey's number right now and roll it to the outside. And I don't think Harbor Beach has an answer. Right now, it's, it's an all out jailbreak blitz in my opinion to stop the run up the middle and you just got to hope that they don't call a run to the outside because you need something here to back up the Bearcats and if on the other side of things you're the Bearcats you don't really care right now you are winning the battle in the trenches and uh as much as Shane Osmontoski got him that first down on the last play, uh, would not be shocked if they go back to him or the same play the other side which is Colin Oberski. Second down goal to go from the two yard line 
21 seconds remaining. Ubley has one remaining timeout. Harbor Beach has two. Whoever will make the stop or make the score will have momentum entering halftime. T formation. Ozentowski, Haleski, and Oberski in the backfield. Sweeney is under center. Sweeney on... There's a snap, handoff to Ozentowski. He's in, touchdown, Ubley. Shane Ozentowski rumbles in untouched from two yards out for the third score for the Bearcats tonight, and now they lead 20-6, leading by 14 points with 18 seconds remaining in the first half. Just too easy for the Bearcats right now. They are absolutely doing what they want, when they want, to this Harbor Beach defense. And uh, if they don't make some stops, I mean, three possessions is all they got in the first half. If they only get three possessions in the second half, uh, their defense is going to have to be, and offense is going to have to be perfect in the second half to catch up to these Bearcat team. 12 plays, 73 yards in 5 minutes and 15 seconds is that drive there. And they're trying to attack on two more points to make this 22-6. to six. Sweeney and their center handoff to Shane Ozentowski. He's down to about the one-yard line. He's stuffed at the two. And so the two-point conversion, no good. It's a 14-point lead, 20-6. to six. The Ubley Bearcats over the Harbor Beach Fires with 18 seconds remaining in the first half. You're listening to the WNLW Sports Network presentation of Division 8 District Championship Football. It's a 14-point lead for the Ubley Bearcats on the road in the Division 8 District Championship against the Harbor Beach Pirates. 18 seconds remain in the first half, and Casey Sweeney boots this one down to the 20-yard line brought in by Nathan Seaman. He's down to the 30, cuts to the near sideline. He's across the 35 and brought down to the 37-yard line with 13 seconds remaining. Isaac Warzinski on the stop on special teams. First and 10 for the Harbor Beach Pirates with two timeouts in their pocket. And they're at their own 37-yard line, 63 yards away from the end zone. Yeah, there's just 13 seconds left in the half. It's just not enough time to run your offense. So uh, I'm not sure if Harbor Beach will attempt a long pass down the field here on first down and, and hope for a completion or a penalty. Uh, otherwise, you, you will probably just see a running play and call it good for this first half. And I don't know if Harbor Beach is going to say anything was good uh, Good for the Bearcats. They have been absolutely outstanding here in this first half. Mason Booms, Luke Woodkey, wide to the left, wide to the right. Anderson and Seaman. Back to pass. Kadar is now going to scramble. Throws this one. He's going to keep it for himself. He's at the 39-yard line. Gain of a yard on the play. Tackle made by number 55 for the LA Bearcats. That was Nolan Van Erp. Timeout with five seconds remaining after a one-yard gain from Dylan Kadar. Yeah, and Kadar, if this would have been in the middle of the game here, but not with the halftime coming, he would have tucked and ran and got some yards on that play. But uh, he stayed behind the line of scrimmage, hoping somebody would come open. All four receivers got to the 45 of Ubley and turned and stopped. Not one of them did a thing after it. So Kadar was running around looking for somebody to throw to, and no receivers were moving. That cannot happen. You have to roll with your quarterback. If he goes to the left, you have to go to the left. But Kadar at that point was simply looking for somebody to just go as far down the field as possible and let me throw it up. And if we can get a great completion or a penalty to bail us out, uh, we can move a little closer and see another day. But instead, it's a lot of time off the clock for a one-yard gain. Five seconds remain, 20 to 6, Ubley leading Harbor Beach in Harbor Beach. Second down, and we'll call it eight for the Pirates. Troy Shelgi comes out of the huddle. Harbor Beach is running back to the 
A reach back to the line of scrimmage. Mason booms. Luke Woodkey wide to the left. Seaman and Anderson wide to the right. Devin Puff to the left of Dylan Kadar in the shotgun. One last shot here to get anything going for the Pirates before the half. There's a snap back. Kadar back to pass. Ubley bringing blitz, and he's going to be brought down for the sack by Shane Ozentoski at the 30-yard line. And that is how the first half will end with a Shane Ozentoski breaking down that play for the Bearcats. And the Bearcats are fired up, running into the halftime locker room, leading by 14 points, 20-6. to six. Uh, Absolutely dominating performance by the Bearcats. And uh, we knew we'd see a good game, uh, but this has been absolutely a one-sided affair. And the Bearcats have been so good. It's a... It, uh, Actually, the Pirates are lucky that they actually have a touchdown in this game. It has been that one-sided. The Bearcats absolutely handling the Pirates here on the road. It's 20-6, to a 14-point lead for the Orange and Black of the M19 Valley. We've reached halftime. 24 minutes of play are underway, and we have 24 remaining right here on the WLW Sports Center. When we return, we'll have all the halftime stats and much more to come right here on your home for high school football, the WLW Sports Network. Halftime in Harbor Beach in the Division 8 District Championship, and the Ugly Bearcats are leading by 14 points, 20 to 6. After some long, methodical, and successful drives for the Ugly Bearcats, just as they have intended to from the get go, and now we're checking with Dave Hansen with their scoring plays. Uh, started off with the Ugly Bearcats. Shane Ozentoski rumbles in from a yard away, and they followed up with the two point conversion, 8 to nothing. Harbor Be- or, uh, Ubley would lead Harbor Beach. Harbor Beach, though, would respond on the next series as Dylan Kadar hits Nathan Seaman on a 27 yard touchdown pass. The two point conversion would fail, and at the end of the first quarter, Ubley would lead 8 to 6. Second quarter, all Bearcats. Casey Sweeney scrambles in from six yards away. Two-point conversion, no good, but they lead Harbor Beach 14-6 to with six and a half minutes to go in the quarter. And just before the half ends with 18 seconds left, Shane Ozentoski punches it in again on a one-yard run. Two-point conversion, no good, but Ubley would take the lead over the Pirates at the half 20-6. to the biggest thing for me, Dave, and before we even look at the individual and team stats, time of possession, especially in this one. At halftime, it's Ubley with 19 minutes and 56 seconds. Harbor Beach with 4 minutes in 4 seconds. Offensive plays, Ubley with 39, Harbor Beach with 12. It, it's been absolutely one-sided, and uh, this is the game plan we said at the beginning that Ubley is going to want to put into the game today. It is going to get first downs. If you get a big run and a touchdown, so be it. But their goal is to keep the football, get three, four, five yards of crack, get first downs, and not allow that spread offense of Harbor Beach to get any momentum. They have executed it perfectly, and if it wasn't for a fabulous Dylan Kadar pass to Nathan Seaman, Harbor Beach would be shut out here on their own home field. But uh, a a quick interception, um, which was one-on-one, it was uh, go get it, picked off by the defense. They make the better play on the ball. And then other than that, it has been absolutely Ubley's offensive line 
destroying the defensive line of the Howard Beach Pirates and getting three, four, and by the time the second quarter was almost over, those were six and seven yard runs. Hopper Beach with just 52 yards of offense on, I take that back, 11 plays of offense. Ubley with 181 yards off of 39 plays leading the way would be Shane Ozentowski. 12 carries, 51 yards, and at least one score. Actually, two. that is He's two scores. A one-yard run and a two-yard run. Casey Sweeney close behind, 8 carries, 48 yards and a score. Kyle Obrusky, 10 carries, 45 yards. And Carson Lesky, 9 carries, 37 yards. Talk about balance there. Casey Sweeney has not attempted a pass tonight. For the Harbor Beach offense, 6 carries for 8 yards, 5 pass attempts, 4 completions for 44 yards and 1 score. Nathan Seaman with a 27-yard grab. That's his one reception tonight. Michael Anderson with an 11-yard reception. Mason Booms with a 7-yard reception. And Luke Woodkey was brought down for a loss of a yard on his catch. Michael Anderson leading the rusher for Harbor Beach. Three carries, nine yards. And Dylan Kater with three carries for negative one. And that's the entire offense of Harbor Beach. Yeah, and there's one name you didn't mention. Devin Puff does not have a carry in this game. I... Devin Puff, you know, shouldn't go a series without a carry, uh, let alone an entire half. Uh, but Harbor Beach has only run 11 plays. So it's just, they simply, it hasn't worked out. And, and four, he's, Dylan Kadar's four of five passing for 44 yards. And keep in mind, the first one went for negative one. So the passing plays have been there for them. I know you don't want to throw it on every single down, but uh, the, the passing opportunities are there. But Harbor Beach is going to have to come out and change this game plan tremendously. And it's not necessarily on on the offense. No. The ugly defense made a nice interception and they, they forced a three and out early. But um, that was because on third and three, Harbor Beach lost a yard. You cannot lose yards. You gain two yards, you go for it on fourth down. Ugly made the interception. That's kind of changed the game. But defensively, when that defense is on the field for almost 20 minutes, that's where they're getting beat in this game. There's no other way to say it. Ugly is absolutely dominating every aspect of this ball game and the score shows it 20 to 6. I mean, when you hold the ball 20 minutes to reach for four minutes, it, you, there's not much you're going to be able to do for our reach. It's amazing they even have six points at this point. Like I said, if it wasn't for a fairly long touchdown pass on, on a great play, it, you know, Nathan Seaman was the third or fourth option on that play, and then it was a perfect throw on the run over the shoulder, Nathan Seaman hauls it in. It was absolutely fantastic to watch, but for our reach, that's it. That's all you have to talk about. It was all... Black, all Bearcats all evening long, and they have simply pushed Harbor Beach around to the point where I just don't know if Harbor Beach is going to get enough series in the second half to make any sort of comeback. Ubley has eight tackles on defense, one interception, and one tackle for a loss. Leading the way, Isaac Orzinski with three tackles, and then one tackle apiece for Levi Peruski, Carson Holeski, Colin Oberski, Nolan Van Erp, and Ethan Peruski. And the tackle for a loss, Shane Ozentoski for nine yards. They should have a sack on the play because the well, half ended on a sack. Well, I think Shane Ozentoski is actually a sack there, yes. Okay, there we go. Yeah. Harbor Beach's defense leading the way. Ethan Hessling with eight tackles. Linebacker there. Mason Booms, five tackles. Devin Puff, four tackles. As well as Dakota Deer. Then three tackles apiece for Luke Woodkey. Grant Smiglinski and Jacob Kirsch. And then one tackle apiece for the remainder. Evan Smiglinski, Jeff Oakley, Ben Rogenbuck, Nathan Seaman, Michael Anderson, Dylan Kadar. That's all your t- no tackles for a loss on the night for Harbor Beach. That's been a positive gain for Ubley on every single run this evening. And one of the biggest points in my ha- in my stance here for Harbor Beach's defense where they really screwed up was that unforced error and that personal foul, unsportsmanlike conduct 
they would have had a third and ten situation for the LB Bearcats. Instead, it was a third down and a yard to go, and they scored on the next play. Absolutely, and uh, penalties will hurt you. Turnovers hurt you just as bad. And you just cannot do it. And, and Harbor Beach committed uh, two very mortal sins there in turning it over and committing penalties. And sometimes you can get away with penalties, but that was absolutely a bad one. That was uh, Harbor Beach was losing in the game, and they they finally they get a first down stop of no gain. They get a stop of no gain on second down and the flag comes extremely late. So I don't know what that Harbeach defender said because it was not a late hit. But whatever he said was clearly vulgar enough where that official was not going to take it. And uh, that that gave uh, Ubley, basically gave them their third touchdown. So either way, um, that's the way the first half went. It was all Bearcats all game long. So impressive how they've come in to this field and absolutely dominated the home team. We are four minutes away from kicking off the second half as the Ugly Bearcats lead the Harbor Beach Pirates after 24 minutes of play. 20-6 to six in the Division 8 District Championship. You're listening to your home for high school f- football, the WLW Sports Network. And on to the second half, with Ubley leading by 14 points. Harbor Beach won the toss to begin this game, elected to defer. So they will be receiving the ball to start the second half. And we'll see if Troy Schelke and Ron Rubel were able to ignite their team at half and get a little offense rolling and make some defensive stops. If not, Ubley is going to roll right through this entire game. Oh, you know, uh, they have already. the opposite locker room, Coach Sweeney's trying to <laughs> make sure the bottles of champagne weren't popped too early because uh, this was absolutely perfect. He's in there trying to keep his team motivated and say, hey, that was we won the first half. Let's win the third quarter and then the fourth quarter and continue to dominate in this fashion. And it starts with this first series. This first series will determine how this game is going to go. If it's a three and out for Harbor Beach, you can pack up and go home if you're the home team as far as I'm concerned because you're in deep trouble but if they're able to score in this game now it's back to what we were talking about Clark can the defense get off the field if not how and if you're ugly how can we continue to do the same thing you have to expect Harbor Beach to make some changes where are they and what are they and how can we then change our game plan to continue to do what we did in the first half and that's have long slow drives that lead to six points 20 to 6, Ubley leading. Casey Sweeney will be kicking off from the right side of your radio at the 40 yard line, the right to left cross your radio. Deep back for the Pirates, that'd be Michael Anderson. He stands at the 8. To the right of him would be Nathan Seaman and Devin Puff to the left. They're at the 15. 20 to 6, 14 point lead for the Bearcats at halftime. And we are underway in the third quarter. This is a line drive, bounces at the 27 and rolls in by Michael Anderson at the 18. He has it, he's across the 25 and he's gonna be wrapped up, fumble on the play and Harbor Beach jumps on it at the last second. 26 seconds, or at the 26 yard line, ball still loose. And they're gonna say, it, it they're saying, ugly ball. I'm not, I'm not sure how that that happens, how you blow it dead. The ball was way out, and yet the official who saw it was under a black jersey when it was last seen before. So regardless, though, Ubley will start out on offense at the Harbor Beach 26-yard line. 
Wow. Uh, Michael Anderson never had a, a good handle on the ball. And when he fumbled it, I thought uh, Nathan Seaman jumped on it. I, I thought that was That's very clear from here. Um, but clearly what happens in the pile happens in the pile. And by the time the officials got there, the ball was actually 10 yards from the pile. Uh, and they're going to say it was ugly, ugly ball. Now that changes things dramatically. Ugly's able to score here. This game is, oh, man, this game is far out of reach. Olberski gets the handoff, and he gets out and out for maybe a yard down to the 25-yard line. Tackle made by Ethan Hessling. That's his ninth tackle for the night so far here. 11.40 remains in the third. Ubley on offense after recovering the fumble on the kickoff, leading 20-6. to six. Yeah, and a, a good stop there by the Hard Beach defense, but uh, Ubley still doing their same thing, but that time the, there wasn't a three or four-yard gain like they'd like, just two. See so how they respond on second down. Back up to the line at the 25, 24-and-a-half-yard line, splitting the hash marks. Casey Sweeney on the left side of your radio surveying the defense. Three-man backfield, same as all night. It's going to be quarterback keeper around the right side. Hubbard Beach is there to swarm him and bring him down for absolutely no gain. Tackle made by Devin Puff, and he was motivated on those flats on the far side. No gain, third down and nine. Gosh, I haven't seen I haven't seen a black jersey run that no. hard to make a tackle all evening. Where, why, why wait till you're down twenty to six to start playing football? I'll never understand. I said this last week about Harbor Beach. Here they are again, uh, but Bearcats get no gain on that place. Third down and eight. Uh, Coach Sweeney. Now let's see what they come up with. But the ball is still in their court. They are deep into Harbor Beach territory at the twenty-four yard line. It's third down and eight. You know it's four down territory, so you don't need a ten-yard play-action pass. They got to get, make their blocks and get four yards here. Hopper Beach still in a four-man front. Casey Sweeney hands it off to Shane Ozentowski. He has positive yards. He's close to that first down marker, and they're going to say he's finally brought down to the 15-yard line as Ford Progress had stopped, and then a second push gets him out for another two, three yards. Move the chains. Tackle made by Devin Buff. First and ten for the 14. Uh, just a powerful run by Shane Ozentowski. You, you, you could have maybe blown the whistle that his momentum had stopped, but they're letting him play, and that push that extra couple yards by the help of his teammates goes to show you the will and the drive of this Bearcat team and they get a first down on third and eight. First and ten from the 14 yard line working off a yard inside the right hash right to left cross your radio. Casey Sweeney hands off to Shane Ozentowski again he stopped after about a two yard gain down to the 11 yard line maybe a gain of three. Tackle made by number 65 Dakota Deer for Harbor Beach second down in seven. Back to basics for the Bearcats. Straight ahead, right back to the guy who got you that first down, Ozentowski. Give it back to him again. He hits that same spot and, again, has to work for it, but gets three yards just with the doctor ordered on first down. 9.25 remains in the third quarter. Ubley taking advantage of the second turnover by the Harbor Beach Pirates here. They lead by 14, trying to extend this to a three-possession ball game. They have over 22 minutes of possession in this ball game. We've played 26 minutes. Sweeney. Hands it off to Haleski, and Haleski is stopped at the seven-yard line after about a four-yard gain tackle made by Devin Puff, middle linebacker for the Pirates. Third down in roughly four yards to go for the Ubley Bearcats. Yeah, but another three yards, Clark. And even though he was he was hit at the line of scrimmage, Devin Puff hits him low. That allows uh, uh, Carson Haleski to, as he's falling down, extend the football ahead and get that three yards that they want on every play for the Bearcats. Hopper Beach has now switched to a five-man front on defense. First time all night. Third down and two from the eleven yard from the seven-yard line. Sweeney under center. There's a snap, and it's going to be a handoff to Haleski, and he has the first down and finally brought down way down at the one-yard line. 
After a six-yard gain, Ethan Hessling on the stop. First and goal from the one. They switch to a five-man front, but there's a lot of space between those defensive linemen of Harbor Beach, and they're just that that offensive line of Ubley. When they get off the line, are just they're not pushing them back. They're just knocking them off that spot and allowing the running back to then take advantage of them being off balance and getting in between them. And that time, Ethan Hessling hits the running back at the line of scrimmage, and that running back drags him for three yards. That is just power football at its best. Casey Sweeney under center, handoff to Shane Ozentoski, and he's in the end zone. Touchdown, Ubley. 7.54 left in the third quarter, and the Bearcats extend this lead all the way out to 20 points, 26-6, with 7.54 left in the third quarter. Outstanding, outstanding drive there by the Bearcats. They get the turnover and take advantage of it. Ozentoski rumbles in for the third time this evening. Seven, seven plays, 26 yards, and the fourth score, three from Shane Ozentoski. 7.54 left in the third. 20-point lead. They're trying to make this a 22-point lead with a successful two-point conversion. Sweeney under center from the three-yard line. T in the backfield. And a quarterback keeper on the left side, Sweeney, gets brought down to the three. The two-point conversion is no good. Luke Woodkey stops him in his tracks. It's a 20-point lead for the LA Bearcats with 7.54 remaining in the third quarter right here on the WLW Sports Network. Ubley continues to throttle Harbor Beach here. Casey Sweeney kicks, comes in at the 27-yard line into Mason Boom's hands, brought it in with ease. He's down to about the 39-yard line before he is stopped. They're going to say Ford Progress has him stopped at the 40. Levi Peruski brings down Booms. First and 10 for the Pirates with a 60-yard field in front of them, 7.48 remaining in the third quarter. Well, the Ubley offense does it again. They take advantage of the game plan of the Harbor Beach defense and push them right down the field. They take advantage of a short field and a turnover. So now the Harbor Beach gets their first possession officially of the second half. And uh, unfortunately for them, they have been handed a very tough hand to deal with here. They are going to have to score now, and they're going to have to score fairly quickly already, even though it's still the third quarter. Kadar hands off to Devin Puff. He has positive yards, lowers the shoulder, and he gets out for about a hard-fought three yards. Tackle made by Ubley's 55, Nolan Van Erp. Second down, seven to go for the Pirates at the 43-yard line. Yeah, just three yards, but that's Devin Puff's first carry. That's right. You heard me if you're just tuning in. That is Devin Puff's first carry of the game, and it's seven and a half to go in the third quarter. Uh, just no – there's been absolutely very limited possessions for Harbor Beach. Harbor Beach has been uh, defensively on the field the entire game. So at some point, you got to scrap the game plan here, Clark, and start throwing the football and looking for big plays. Kadar, length of pass downfield to Nathan Seaman at the 30-yard line, into the hands and out. Dropped. Incomplete drop to the 30-yard line of Ubley. Incomplete, and now it's third down and seven. Kyle Sweeney had pretty good coverage, but that ball was perfectly thrown by Dylan Kadar. It actually it hit Nathan Seaman on the 16 in the jersey. Uh, and as a wide receiver, that's a big no-no. you got to catch that ball with your hands, not with your body. He tried to put have it hit his pads and, and corral it there and uh, that's not good it bounces off those pads and to the ground harmlessly so the Bearcats uh, survive that big play there on a drop by Seaman 
26 to 6. I'll be leading by 20 points. Hopper Beach facing a third and seven at their own 43 yard line, left to right across your radio. There's a snap and it's a handout to Michael Anderson. Or, no, excuse me, uh, handoff to Devin Puff. And he gets out for no gain on the play. They're actually going to say a loss of a yard out to the 42 yard line. Carson Hleski on the stop for the Bearcats, and now Harvard Beach is facing a fourth down and eight at their own 42-yard line. At this point, it's it's sudden death. Is go home, win or go home? And uh, normally, this is a punting situation for me all day long. But you're down three scores to a team that you haven't stopped all day long. You got to go for it here. So I, I'm looking for a, I'm looking for a pass play here where. I got two receivers here to the right. One is streaking down the field, and the other one is going to go 10 yards and stop, and I got to pick whatever one I can. And they're going to punt it away. Dylan Kadar's punt comes out at the 40-yard line of Ubley and comes the rest of the 39-yard line. So the Bearcats back on offense with 6-16 left in the third quarter, leading by 20 points, 26-6. Howard Reach's offense a little discombobulated on that drive. Just nothing going. There's absolutely nothing. When you throw it on second down and seven and you get an incompletion, it kind of handicaps what you're going to do. So they decide that it's four down territory. We're going to run it. So if we get four yards here, five yards, it's fourth down and two or three. We can do what we want. We can go for it. But uh, when that defense of the Bearcats makes a stop in the backfield, that is big, and it forces Harbor Beach to completely give away that game plan, punt it away, and yet another quick series for the Harbor Beach offense and putting that defense back on the field. Ubley offense looking to take advantage of it one more time. 6-16 remain in the third quarter, and Ubley called a timeout from what we understand here. So both teams in their huddle, about 18 minutes remain here, and Ubley leading by 20 points which is about three drives for Ubley. Yeah, absolutely it is. And, and that's the rest of the second half. I, that is, uh, they, they have ex- executed a great game plan. And if they can play with this intensity, this enthusiasm, moving forward after this week, they can certainly see themselves at Ford Field. I oh, know I can. It, with, with this type of game plan and the, execution, no question about it. the teams in front of them, absolutely. Sure. Another 8-1 and one team was upset last night. Saginaw Navelle with four losses upsets Breckenridge. That's the next opponent of Saginaw Navelle, a very beatable Saginaw Navelle team. The Bearcats start at their own 39-yard line, first and 10, Sweeney under center, right to left across your radio. It's going to be a handoff to Shane Ozentoski right up the gut, and he gets out for two yards out to the 41-yard line. Brought down by number 65, that'd be Dakota uh, Dakota Deer and Jacob Kirsch also in that stop after a two-yard gain, second down and eight. Yeah, that's uh, where multiple Harbor Beach defenders get to the football, and that... They hit him, stand him up, and then the second guy cleans him up. Uh, Ozentoski unable to fall forward and get that third and fourth yard that they have gotten all the first half. Second down and eight for the Bearcats. 5.43 remains in the third quarter. Same formation. Ozentoski, Haleski, Noburski in the backfield. Sweeney under center. Looks like he's chirping a little bit there. Five and a half remains in the third. There's the snap, and it's a handoff to Haleski right up the middle, and he's dropped to the 44-yard line after a three-yard gain. They're going to say he's down at the 45-yard line. Ethan Hessling with another stop of the night. That would be his 11th. Third down and four for the Bearcats of their own 45. Yeah, but still getting that three and four yards whenever they seem to need it, and with different guys. Uh, Kyle Noburski hasn't touched the ball in forever. That probably means it's his turn to get 
a shot at that first down, but Shane Ozentoski's really set the tone for the Bearcats. None of these guys are averaging more than four and a half yards a carry, but they're all getting three and four every time they need it. So it's been a while since Obersi's got a carry. It's probably his turn, even though Shane Ozentoski has truly been their best back tonight. The Elbley Bearcats with the ball for over 26 minutes now. It's a handoff to Oberski, and he's going to be stopped after just a gain of a yard out to the 46-yard line. Just going to bring up a fourth down in about two and a half, maybe three yards. Tackle made by Harbor Beach's number 70, Jeff Oakley, defensive tackle. Fourth and three for the Bearcats in their own territory. Uh, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't blame Coach Sweeney for going for it here, but when you're up three scores, the last thing I want to do is give away any sort of uh, positive things we have going, and I don't want to give Harbor Beach great field position and give it back to them if I don't get it. Yes, if you get it, it's big, but if you don't, it's just not worth it. I'd punt it away. And there's another flag in the illegal formation. This punt is going immediately out, out of bounds, and this is going to be out at about the 35-yard line as they're going to figure out where this one went away. This is going to be a five-yard walk-off at the end of that punt at the 31, so Harbor Beach will take this one over at the 36-yard line as Ubley had about only five on the front line. Four minutes remain in the third quarter, and the Pirates are back on offense after making one of their few three, only the second three and out for the Ubley Bearcats tonight. Well, if the Bearcats didn't have a three and out, they've scored. That's, uh, it's been three and out or touchdown for the Bearcats so far in this game. Looks so, like they're still trying to mark this off here, Clark. They, the ball is still at midfield, so they're not even close I, to having I, this I, ball I, ready to go. So it's, the ball's at the 31. There's two balls on the field right now. And there's a flag way back at the 48-yard line. So now they're going to finally walk it off. So th at the 36-yard line, Harbor Beach will take over. First and 10, trailing by 20 points with 16 minutes remaining in regulation. Four minutes remaining in the third, 26-6 Ubley. First and 10, left, right, across your radio. Two wide to the left, Booms and Lewidke. To the right, Anderson and Seaman. Puff is to the right of Kadar in the shotgun, working off the right hash. Man in motion, Michael Anderson. And Kadar, back to pass. Throws this one right down the middle of the field. And this one's going to be overthrown and no flag on the play, even though Mason Booms fell as Casey Sweeney was in. <laughs> Casey Sweeney was in protection. 354 remain in the third. Second down and 10. That tight coverage there. Casey Sweeney all over it. I think what gets him away with that is he's looking for the ball as well. He has the same right to that ball as the offensive side does. There's contact. They let it go. Ball's a little overthrown, but Something wasn't right with that either, Clark, because there was no. two hard reach defenders and er, offensive receivers in the same spot, which made it easier for Casey Sweeney to, to make the coverage. They're going with a, a, a group of receivers on the outside of the ends on this one for Harbor Beach. Kadar thrown on the throw and then it's caught by Anderson at the 43-yard line. This is going to be a gain of seven on the play. Brings up a third down and three for the Pirates as Anderson was falling out of bounds when he brought that one in. Yeah, they roll out Kadar to his right, which is the short side of the field, and when he runs out of room, he plants, and coming all the way across the field is Anderson, and he hits him right in front of the sideline for about seven yards, third down and three. 3.48, clock stopped as he went out of bounds after that catch. Back to their normal formation, two wide each way. Puff to the left of Kadar at the right hash. 
Back to pass, throwing downfield, and this one is wide open to Luke Woodkey across midfield and at the ugly 49-yard line. Tackle made by Kyle Sweeney, linebacker for the Bearcats. First and 10 for the Pirates, and that would be just their third of the entire game and their first since the first quarter. Wow. Yeah, that's uh, that's your stat of the game right there. Harbor Beach has as many first downs as Bearcats have touchdowns. Uh, that's, uh, that's One less, actually. Actually, you're right. Now that I think about it, that's just been how outstanding the Bearcats have been. And actually, right now, their pass coverage, they're playing pretty tight coverage considering they have this lead. I'm surprised they're not keeping things more in front of them. Harbor Beach may be looking for a deep one here. Kadar rolling to the near sideline, throws downfield, and it's brought in by Anderson runs out of bounds at the 39-yard line. This is a nine-yard catch for the Pirates, and Michael Anderson runs out of bounds, stops the clock with 319. Looks like Ubley's going to continue to give up that play right there, and they're going to continue marching down the field. Yeah, Casey Sweeney has one job, and, he, and obviously he's going to execute it well. He is not going to let a black jersey get behind him, and that, obviously for very smart reasons. So when Anderson shows that he is going to go deep, he lets Mason Booms or Luke Woodkey go deep, and he plants his foot and heads to the sideline. That out route for 10 yards has been there the last couple throws, and Kadar's hit it the last few times. Anderson wide left this time. Kadar back to pass. He's going to have to let this one fly, and he gives it to the safety valve to Puff. On a screen pass to the 30, cuts back inside of the 20, and finally run down from behind by number 60. That would be Logan Holbert way down to the 18-yard line. A nice catch by Puff on the safety valve at the line of scrimmage and streaks down the field to get inside the red zone for the first time in quite some time for the Pirates. I, that, I think that was a design screen pass because Devin Puff was there and the guard on the left side was gone. They let the pressure come from the left side and Kadar does a nice job letting him get as close as possible dumping it off to Puff and then Jacob Kirsch does an excellent job as a lead blocker all the way downfield for Puff. 21 yard completion there from Puff and uh, Kadar throws it down to Anderson at the two yard line they're going to say he was down to the three as Anderson had to go down to his knees and actually had to kind of bring that one in just before falling down. It's now first and goal for the Pirates with 2.49 left in the third. Nice job by Kadar. He could have ran with the ball and gotten five or six yards, but instead, on, off balance, he sees Anderson finds a soft spot in the zone, settles down, and Kadar hits him for another first down. 2.38 remains in the third. 26-6 in Pirates. Handed off to Devin Puff, and he's in for the score. Touchdown, Harbor Beach. 2.33 remains in the third, and the Pirates have struck for the second time tonight. And they're trying to cut down this deficit. They're now down by 14 points, 26 to 12, with 2.33 remaining in the third quarter. Devin Puff in from three yards out. That's he had not did not have an entire uh, even a a carry in the entire first half, and now he has three one in for Paydirt. Nice drive there by Harbor Beach, and a must needed one. They needed a quick score, and they get one. But this. This two-point conversion is as important as anything as well. They're down. They need to get as many points as possible, but their defense is going to have to come up with a stop regardless of what happens here. And now we have a flag, oh, and it's going to be a false start against the Pirates. So instead of a th uh, first uh, from the three-yard line, they'll have to do this one from the eight-yard line. And this one could change the play a little bit for Dylan Kadar and Troy Schelke. Yeah, I think that changes. Instead of going with uh, a little bit of a wildcat formation where you put Anderson at the helm, I think that was a designed run to him, something they utilized well in the second half of the first 
matchup between these two. But now when you have all this extra room, I think you go back to your normal offense. You bring Kadar back at quarterback. You spread out Ubley and try to hit somebody on a quick slant, or you go right back to that out route to Michael Anderson. Kadar has puffed to his left, back to pass, looking downfield at the, from the seven-yard line. Now he's in trouble, and he's going to be brought down way back to the 13-yard line. The two-point conversion is no good as Austin Bruski brought down Kadar way behind the line of scrimmage. So it remains a 14-point lead for the Bearcats, 26-12 with 2.33 remaining in the third quarter right here on the WLW Sports Network. However, we score is for the first time in the second half, and they're only their second score of the entire night. They trail by two possessions, 26-12 to 12 with the Ugly Bearcats. Luke Woodkey kicking off from their own 40-yard line. Booming kick bounces at the 20, and brought in by Casey Sweeney at the 15-yard line. Hits a seam, and he's brought down from behind at the 35-yard line by Ethan Hessling, as well as number 53. That would be Ben Rogenbach on special teams. First and 10 for the Bearcats, 228 remain in the third. Leading by 14 points at their own 35-yard line. Now for Ubley, uh, you know, it, was, it seemed like it was only a matter of time before you you slipped up a little bit and gave him a touchdown. But it certainly felt like the Bearcats have the prevent defense on. Like, let's not allow a big one. Let's not allow a deep pass down the field and a, and a, a minute and a half drive that allows a touchdown. But they did do a good job not allowing the two-point conversion. But again, an untimely penalty for the for the Pirates forced a two-point conversion to be a seven or eight-yard play that obviously went nowhere. So still a 14-point lead. The Pir- the Bearcats here are still looking to just j- push drives here and get first downs. Hand off to Holeski and gets out for about two yards, brought down by number 65, Dakota Deer, for the Pirates. It's uh, going to be a second down in eight, maybe second down in seven. Looks like they put it down as a two-yard gain. So for the Bearcats, not a big deal. Two yards is okay. You just got to get four on the next one to make up for it. Second down, eight. Two minutes remaining in the third. Ubley absolutely in no worry or hurry, I should say, here. Under two minutes to play in the third quarter, leading 26-12 in Harbor Beach. Right to left across your radio. Three-man backfield, Holeski, Oberski, and Ozentoski. Sweeney is under center. Second down and eight. Hand off to Ozentoski up the middle, and he drags three defenders with him. Looks like he has the first down. Tackle made by Nathan Seaman. All the way out to the 44-yard line, and I think he's just short. I think he's just short, actually. They're going to mark him down closer to the 44 than the 45. And this is bringing up a third down in very manageable. Third down in less than a yard. Oh, they're going to measure this one, though. This is, uh, but that's been the way the Bearcats have been running this game. If they don't get three or four on every play, they found a way to average it out. If they only get two, then we'll get six on the next one and make it just that much easier. The, the Pirates just have not been able to put three straight possessions on defense together. This offensive line of the Bearcats, uh, they they deserve a certainly the, the game ball after this game, the way it's been going. And short by about six inches. Oh, that much. 26-12, Ubley leading by 14, clock stop to measure. This will start back up with a whistle from the official. That's Guy Marco, the referee tonight. Minute 22 remaining in the third quarter. Two-possession lead for the Bearcats. Ubley reaches switch to a five-man front in the second half, trying to come up with some sort of stop to the Bearcats. It's only worked twice tonight. 
One in the second half. Sweeney under center. Waiting for the play clock to get down to about 10, maybe 5 seconds before snapping. There it is. It's a handoff to Shane Ozentoski, and he's going to be stopped at the 46-yard line after a gain of a yard. Tackle made by Ethan Hessling. Move the chains for the Bearcats. Clock stops momentarily with one minute remaining in the third. Just power football. Shane Ozentoski, that, that those are situations no team wants to be in against the Bearcats. Is third down and one because they will win. And then Shane <laughs> yes, Ozentoski absolutely powers ahead. And uh, our beach played really good defense on that one play. And uh, that did not was not even good enough. Shane Ozentoski simply powers his way for a first down. First down and 10 from the 46. Clock rolling under 30 seconds now in this third quarter. Working off the left hash of the 46-yard line. First and 10, Sweeney under center. Left right across your backfield would be Oberski, Haleski, and Ozentowski. There's the snap, and it's a handoff to Haleski, and he has eight yards, maybe even nine, all the way down to the 45-yard line. A flag flies at the end of that play, and this is more than likely going to be against Harbor Beach. Another personal foul, and this will push him back, in, or push him another 15 yards beyond that nine-yard gain. Casey Sweeney firing up his sideline. 26-12, ugly leading by 14 points. More than likely, this is going to be how the third quarter ends. Personal foul against the Pirates. This will be 15 yards from the spot of the foul, or at least from the end of the run. So this will be from the 46-yard line down to the 31-yard line. That changes the field quite the perspective here. They're going to mark him down right at the 30-yard line. First and 10 for the Bearcats in the Harbor Beach 30-yard line. 11 seconds remain in this first in this third quarter. Yeah, back to the play, though. What, what a great run by Carson oh, no Haleski. That, that, that fullback dive right through the whole line, and when he gets through, the only flaw with putting five guys on the line of scrimmage, when that fullback gets through there, there's just that many less people in the backfield, and he gets an easy 9 or 10, and then a free 15 after that. And we've reached the end of the third quarter with a 14-point lead for the LA Bearcats, 26-12. On to the fourth quarter, 12 minutes remain in the Division 8 District Championship right here on the WLW Sports Network. minutes remain between now and the Ubley Bearcats potentially earning a district title. First time in four years. Hand off to Haleski right up the middle and he has the first down. He's driving his defender all the way down to the 15 yard line. And there's going to be a fumble on the play. Fumble on the play. Now they're going to say he's down. Dylan Kadar had him down and they stripped him but they're going to say he was down at the 15 yard line. Move the chains. First and ten. But that's, uh, if you're Harbor Beach, that's kind of what you have to do in this situation is instead of making the tackle, your goal is to stand him up and hope that your your teammates come over and help strip that ball out. You almost got to force a turnover at this point, and Dylan Kadar did, but according to the, the side judge, that ball was down. So Ubley uh, with another big run by Carson Haleski, that quick fullback dive has got him twice in a row now. 11 and a half remains in regulation. It's going to be a handoff to Haleski right up the middle, and Harbor Beach... Stops him after about a two-yard gain. They're going to mark him down 
at the brought down by Ethan Hessling. Looks like at about the 13-yard line. With 11:19, we have an official official stoppage here as they're trying to meet with uh, head coach Troy Shell. He's looking for an explanation there why that was not a fumble. <laughs> uh, it's a little late for that <laughs> a, little, now. a little bit, yeah. <laughs> 26 to 12, Upley leading by 14 points, knocking on the door for the fifth time tonight. Well, you can hear it for yourself there. <laughs> 11 minutes remain. Clock is back up to rolling. 26 to 12, a 14 point differential. Ubley out of the huddle. At the Hover Beach 13 yard line, second down and eight. Sweeney under center working off the left hash. Same three men in the backfield as all night. Ubley really hasn't even had a substitution on offense so far. Sweeney waiting to get down to the 10 second, 10 seconds on the play clock. And there's the snap, and it's going to be a handoff to Shane Ozentos. He goes right through the gap there and gets maybe a hard-fought yard down to the 11, where they're going to stop him after a two-yard gain. On the bottom of that pile is a black jersey somewhere. Number 65, Dakota Deer for Harbor Beach. 10-24 remains in fourth quarter. Obli facing a third down and five from the 10-yard line. Well, if Harbor Beach is going to make a, an incredible comeback here, it's going to start right here on this play. Third down and five. It's four down territory for the Bearcats. They need a stop uh, for short yardage. They cannot allow three, four, or five yards or more here for the Bearcats. That's exactly what they want. Three or four yards, and they'll go for it again on the next play. Sweeney under center, hand out to Shane Ozentoski. You know, he's getting quarterback keeper, and he dives forward down to about the eight-yard line, maybe the seven. After a three-yard gain, tackle made by number seven, Devin Puffer, Harbor Beach. Fourth down. And I would say from this angle, two yards, about fourth down and two for the Bearcats at the Harbor Reach seven-yard line. Nine minutes and 40 seconds left in regulation. This is uh, the this most... Is the, this, this, this is the ball game right here. It, it's hard to say that with 10 minutes to go or nine and a half minutes to go, but you're absolutely right. If, if Harvey doesn't stop him here, I just don't see how you keep him out of the end zone and another two or three minutes coming off the clock here if they get a first down. Nine minutes, 15 seconds now. Clock continues to roll here. Fourth down and two. Sweeney under center. Obersky, Haleski, and Ozentoski in the backfield. Less than 10 on the play clock. Handoff to 47. He has the first down. He's all the way down to the one-yard line. That would be Obersky. Tackle made by Devin Puff. And the Bearcats first and goal from the one-yard line. 9.03 left in regulation. And they just, they've been able to do what they want when they wanted. And it's... It's been Ozentoski and Sweeney and Ozentoski and then Haleski with a couple big ones in a row. And then you forget about Colin Obersky in this situation. So who do they do? They give it right back to him, and he goes to the opposite side of Ozentoski, and there is no black jerseys there. Obersky does an excellent job, actually almost scores. He gets it right down to the goal line, and uh, a big series and a big fourth down conversion for the Bearcats. First and goal from the one-yard line, trying to extend this to a three-possession lead with eight and a half minutes remaining. Sweeney under center, hands it off to Obersky, and he's going to be stopped at the goal line. They're going to say no gain on it, and tackle made by number 65, Dakota Deer. Second and goal from the same spot, less than a yard to go. That's a pretty good stop there by Dakota Deer, because... Uh, 
Colin Oberski is coming in with a full head of steam, and he's able to stand him up. And if you're the Pirates in this situation or any team that's trailing, when you stand him up, you've got to get your rest of your guys around him there. And not only do you want to push him back to ensure that he doesn't get pushed in himself, but that's your chance to maybe punch one out, jar one loose, uh, do something to try and change the, the way this game is going. Otherwise, the Bearcats are going to look to fool you here on a gap, and all they need is a little bit to punch it in and get and ex- basically end this game for the Pirates. 740 remaining in regulation. Sweeney under center, second and goal. Hand off to Ozentoski. He's in for his fourth time tonight. Shane Ozentoski adds another six points on the board for the Bearcats. It's now 32 to 12 with 735 remaining in the fourth quarter. Ubley takes off seven minutes off the clock and they rumble down the field for 65 yards and a uh, over 10 plays on that drive. And another six points on the board, trying to make it eight with a successful two-point conversion. 7.35 remaining. Been saying it all night long. If if the the Bearcats have one-yard situations or a goal of one or two yards, they are going to win. This team is built to get a yard or two based on the way they block the scheme and, and these big running backs of the Bearcats to punch it ahead and get that yard or two when they need it. They've been able to do it whenever they wanted to, and this time, Ozentoski scores again. Sweeney back to pass, and it's caught by number 23, and Isaac Warzynski. The two-point conversion is good, and it's now a 22-point lead for the LA Bearcats, 34-12 with 7.35 remaining in regulation right here on the WLW Sports Network. remains in regulation, and Ubley leads by 22 points. Harbor Beach has put on two scores, and every time they score, Ubley has scored on the following possession. In fact, they've only been stopped twice in this entire ballgame. Casey Sweeney, right, kick things off from his own 40-yard line, left side of your radio. It's a medium punt. Our kick comes in at the 28-yard line, brought in by Mason Booms. He's still on his feet across the 35. It falls forward to the 40-yard line. Tackle made by Ubley's 55. Nolan Van Erp, linebacker, also right tackle for the Bearcats. First and 10 for the Pirates, and they have a 60-yard field in front of them, trailing by 22 points. Yeah, Arbor Beach just could not get a stop this evening when they needed one, and uh, it's all credit to the Bearcats. They have executed a game plan to a T, and even at the half, when adjustment time is at its most, there has still been no answer, and Arbor Beach now has kind of resorted to just passing it down the field, which has worked. And they're going to say the pass was complete to Mason Booms when he was down when he caught it. His knee was on the ground at the 38-yard line, so it's going to be a loss of a yard. And they're going to mark him down to the 39. So it's second down and 11 from the 39. Clock rolling, 7.15 remains. Yeah, just it's a little bit of a low throw, so he wanted to secure the catch. And uh, But if that knee is down when you make the catch, play is over. So a loss of a yard there for Howard Beach on that swing pass, screen play to the wide receiver. Two wide each way. Kadar under in, in the shotgun, puffed to his left. There's the snap, rolling to his left, back to pass. He has white jerseys all over him, and he's going to have to bring this one down at the 30, throws this one out. And before he was sacked, and they're going to say an incomplete pass. <laughs> and it should be intentional it, it grounding, It should be guys. intentional grounding, yeah. yes. In between the tackles, and no receiver around. So, to make matters worse here, it's a... 
Yeah, they're going to lose the down and another 10, I think. So a loss of down, just like Dave Hansen said. 6.44, clock stopped momentarily. Now Harbor Beach has pushed back to their own 27-yard line. First down marker is beyond Smalley's. 34-12, 22 point lead for the Bearcats. And there's not much beyond Smalley's no. Clark. <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing that you want at least. Not, just this, of, not just, this time of the year. Just a lot of flooded shoreline. 34-12 is your game right now, and the Bearcats dominating every aspect of this ballgame. Two wide each way. Kanar in the shotgun, trying to convert on third down and 23. Ubley bringing the blitz, and they do a screen pass to Puff. Puff, has a, he has a lead blocker across the 40, down to the 50. He has the first down, remarkably, and runs out of bounds at the 42-yard line. I did not expect to see that one. That's a 30-yard completion for Devin Puff, and stops the clock with six and a half remaining. Wasn't seeing that one coming. Uh, it, it's almost laughable. It was, uh, <laughs> yes, it, it is. It, it, the play looked absolutely broken, and Kadar was running for his life from the beginning of the play, and as he's getting sacked, he does a little jump pass and just lobs it over the defensive lineman where Puff is. And uh, it was a screen pass design, but it just didn't look like it at the beginning. And, uh, yeah, Puff does the rest, follows his lead blockers, and gets a first down for the Pirates. Low snap, and Kadar has to grab it, and he gets out of his first tackle. Now he's going to be brought down at midfield for an eight-yard loss. And there's a late flag flies as Kadar was down in number 55. That would be Nolan Van Erp came in. And this more than likely is going to be against the Ubley Bearcats. Yeah, that's that's a that's an unlucky penalty because he's going to get him for a late hit. But he could not tell that his knee was on the ground when that when uh, when that hit came in. He was already committed to making the hit, and uh, so it's one of them bang bang plays where Van Erp hits the quarterback after he's already down. But if the if the officials want to prevent prevent that penalty from happening then blow the whistle when his momentum had yeah, stopped no kidding. Uh, he was being held up for a good four or five seconds and eventually he went to a knee because he was down and 55 nolan van erp absolutely smoked him so an extra 15 yards going towards uh towards the east here for harbor beach so instead of a second down in 18 it's a first down in three with 615 remaining to a, a bunch to the right, three receivers over there, one to the left, that's Michael Anderson. Kadar back to pass, and now he's in trouble again. He's going to be brought down. Shane Ozentoski rips him down at the 43-yard line. And a seven-yard loss on that one brings him back to second down and 10 from the 42-yard line. They're bringing linebackers on the blitz and not allowing Kadar to set his feet and throw it, and that's exactly what you want to do to a quarterback is do, is not allowing him to set his feet, scan the field, and throw it to his favorite receivers down the field and uh, unable to pick up the blitz. The offensive line of Harbor Beach has pass blocked pretty well most of this game, but uh, Shane Ozentoski comes on a delayed blitz. He absolutely has a free shot at Kadar, and this time there's no check down valve. There's no uh, running back that's waiting to, for a dump off pass. It is four receivers down the field, and they don't even have time to complete their routes. Two wide to the left, one to the right. Seaman, that's on to the far right. Kadar has time to pass, throws downfield. It is into the hands of Luke Woodkey at the 10-yard line and finally brought down there by number 57. That would be Ethan Peruski, the cornerback. And Harbor Beach flips the field, and now they're facing a first and goal from the 9-yard line with 5.14 remaining. Nice throw and catch, and you can see it develop here right in front of us. Uh, Luke Woodkey, as soon as he got to 57, Peruski, he, he already had his hands up because Peruski was facing the quarterback instead of backing up. And uh, he 
just ran right by him. And if Dylan Kadar leads him just a little bit more, I think the momentum of Woodkey carries into the end zone. But instead, it's just a big pass play for Harbor Beach. Bringing the blitz here. Kadar's in trouble. Throws it downfield. Wide open in the end zone. Nathan Seaman in for the score on the nine-yard catch from Dylan Kadar. And the touchdown for the third time tonight for the Pirates. And now it is probably 34, Harbor Beach 18 with 4.51 remaining in the fourth quarter. At that time, the blitz backfires for the Bearcats, but live and die by what's worked, and that's the first time that the blitz... I don't think it matters anyway. No, I don't think it matters, uh, but that time the blitz does not work, and it's one-on-one coverage out there, and Nathan Seaman finds a soft spot out, and Kadar happens to uh, hold on to it just long enough, find that receiver, and hit him for a touchdown. Eight yard or eight plays, 60 yards, taking two minutes and 44 seconds off the clock. Three wide to the right with Anderson in motion to the far sideline. Kadar in, and he throws it, and it is caught by Nathan Seaman for the two-point conversion. And now it's Ubley 34, Hover Beach 20, 4.51 remaining in regulation. It's a 14-point ball game. You're listening to the W at W Sports Network. I have a little bit of mutiny on my hands here from our broadcast team. <laughs> Trying to get me to tear down all the equipment by myself tomorrow. They forget that they have four votes. I have five. 451 remains in regulation. It's a 14-point ball game. Ubley really just needs to continue to do what they do here and just run this clock out as they lead by two possessions. Luke Woodkey will be kicking off from the 40-yard line on the right side of your radio. We'd like to say hello to all of our listeners across the entire United States, all the way from as close as Lake Michigan to Dade City, Florida, Savannah, Georgia, in Lake Superior on the Whitefish Bay, out on Lake Superior there, wouldn't want to be there, Cal, South Dakota, and all the way out in New Mexico, Alamo Gordo and Hallman Air Force Base, listening to tonight's ball game. 4.51 remain in the fourth quarter, 14-point lead for the Bearcats as they're kicking off, and Harbor Beach goes for the onside kick, and it's still loose, and it's nearly out of bounds, and they're going to say it is... No word yet, and they still haven't. They still said have not said. Yet. They still have not said who it is. It rolled all the way to the far sideline at the forty-six yard line. Ubley could not bring on it, and there's the official saying it is Ubley ball. You could. Yeah. It was. It was a well-executed onside kick by Woodkey as he he actually changed directions on the Bearcats and kicked it to the opposite side that they had lined up to, and uh, it bounced off a Bearcat but towards the sideline. And a black jersey had a shot at it. I didn't see what number, and it looks like the discussion was he caught, he recovered it, but was he in bounds? And after the discussion, they're going to say no. It was out of bounds, and the Bearcats recover, and that is all they needed to preserve this game. They could go three and out now, Clark. It does not matter, but the Arby's needed to recover the onside kick to have a chance. What I don't understand is it doesn't matter what the outcome of that play was. 
But why take about 90 seconds to figure out what the heck happened? Well, you're either, you either know he's in or he's not. That's right. what I understand of this. Well, there was somebody standing right there. That's there was a yeah, sideline judge. The, the official he, was three feet away from it. And it was, he looked confused because he the head official came all the way over to discuss it with him, almost like he had to tell him what to do. I'm not sure. It was very strange. 34-20, to 20, Ubley leading by 14 points, and they just need to milk this clock down all the way down. And they will have a district championship in their grasp. And a well-deserved one at that, Clark. Oh, they absolutely. Have played an Without absolutely a doubt, outstanding yes. game tonight. Uh, never even had to attempt to pass. I, I just to, to see Ugly win this game does not surprise. I don't think anybody, knowing that it's a rivalry game and it's win or go home, but I would have thought Casey Sweeney would have had to have made a big pass. Or But they won the turnover battle, and they have ran the football right down the throats of Harbor Beach. Hand off to Holeski right up the middle. He gets out for two yards, maybe three to midfield at the 50-yard line. Tackle made by Dakota Deer for the Harbor Beach Pirates. Second down and seven. Four minutes and 38 seconds remain now. While Dave and I were discussing there, Ubley called their second timeout. They have one remaining. Harbor Beach has all three timeouts remaining still? I believe, I believe so. so. I don't yeah. think they've used any yet. Less than four and a half to play. 34 to 20. Second down and seven upcoming for the Bearcats. Yeah, if uh, if Ubley runs for three yards or less here, I, I think you'll see Harbor Beach start to use them. But if this is a, a five or six yard gain, I, I don't think they I think they just keep no. them and take them home as souvenirs. Three men backfield. Sweeney hands it off to Shane Ozentowski. He gets out for about two yards, maybe three, all the way down to the 47-yard line. And just like that, there's a timeout called by the Harbor Beach Pirates. Luke Woodkey on the stop for the Pirates. Third down and we'll call it four, maybe four and a half for the Bearcats upcoming with 4.02 remaining. That is the first timeout called by Harbor Beach in the second half. Two remaining with 4.02 remaining in the fourth quarter. A 14-point lead for the Bearcats. Yeah, just trying to preserve what little time is left. If they were able to get a stop, they have the passing game because what's going to happen is when they pass it, it's not going to be seven-yard hook routes. They're going to be 12, 15, 20-yard completions if they get them. And uh, by the time the chain game moves and the clock then restarts, you should be able to have your play called and at the line of scrimmage and kind of maximize how much time is left. But uh, job number one here is they need to stop the Bearcats. And if the Bearcats get at least half of this, two or three yards, I fully expect them to go for it and keep the ball in their hands the remainder of the game. But uh, if it were to be for no game, I could see Coach Sweeney punting this away and forcing Harbor Beach to go a full 80 yards or more to try and score. Same formation all night long. Third down and four. Sweeney hands off to Shane Ozentoski. And Ozentoski has the first down all the way down to the 41-yard line. They're going to say he's down at the 43. Regardless, though, it's a first down. Tackle made by Harbor Beach's number 70, Jeff Oakley. Move the chains. First and 10 for the Bearcats. 3.57 remaining. And this one's all but done. Absolutely. That was it. Now now Harbor Beach can keep those timeouts because they are irrelevant unless Ubley fumbles, which, again, they just do not do. They do not do that, no. uh, But Shane Ozentowski, it's only fitting that he is the one that finishes off that drive and completes that first down, which is going to keep the ball in the Bearcats' hands for another couple more minutes. 14-point lead, three and a half to play, clock rolling down. Ubley has one timeout remaining, Harbor Beach with two. T formation. Sweeney under center, taking all their time that they can. Getting that play clock down to 10 seconds or less before snapping the ball. There's a snap, and it's a handoff right at the middle to Holeski. He has room to run all the way across the 35 and finally brought down to the 33-yard line. Brought down by Dylan Kadar, the safety, after a nine-yard gain. He's slow to get up, Holeski. And second down in a yard to go. 
for the Bearcats. Three minutes remaining. Nice run by Haleski. He hasn't had a ton of them, but he has made the most of them. He's had a couple big ones here as of late, eight, nine, ten yarders. And, uh, again, second down becomes a lot easier when you only need one yard to go. 2.50 remains. Clock continues to roll down here, 34-20, to 20, ugly leading by 14. All they need to do is just keep being their chunk plays like they have the, for, the re, for the previous 46 minutes here. And this one will be done. Sweeney under center, hands off to Shane Ozentoski. He falls forward at the 30-yard line. He has the first down. After a three-yard gain, move the chain, stop the clock momentarily. With 2.26 remaining, another stop by Dylan Kadar for the Pirates. First and 10 from the 30-yard line. Just an outstanding game plan executed oh, by no the Bearcats. It's they just knew exactly a, what they were doing coming in. That's oh, exactly what they did. And, and yes, and there was nobody going to stop it. There was not uh, – it just – all game long, it was such domination. It, it simply felt like Harbor Beach had one guy less on the field on defense the entire game. That, that is how it, yeah. well the Bearcats executed their game plan, their running game, the blocking scheme. The running backs didn't miss it. Uh, everything was to a perfect tee. Hand off to Holeski. He has more positive yards. Oh, oh nearly about 10 yards. They're going to stop him down to the 22-yard line. That'll be an eight-yard gain. Tackle made by Ethan Hessling for the Pirates. That's his 14th tackle of the evening. He leads Harbor Beach with those, clearly. 90 seconds remain, and the ugly fan base is fired up. They know what is looming here, and it's a district championship. Absolutely, and a well-deserved one. Uh, they they have not been able to beat these Bearcats in quite a while. So uh, Beat these Pirates. Th- th- excuse me, beat these Pirates in quite a while. So it was. Uh, this is only fitting that they finally get a shot at it, and it's going to be to move on to the regional. And Novell Catholic Central, the Panthers are awaiting them. They took out Johannesburg Lewiston. No. No, they took out Breckenridge. Breckenridge. Take that back. Yes, right. three-man backfield. Sweeney hands off to Holeski. He's ripped down after about a two-yard gain, but it's not until after another first down. Evan Spiglinski on the stop. Stops the clock momentarily with 63 seconds left. Johannesburg Lewiston was on an undefeated team that went that down. lost to Beale City. Correct, on the same side of, uh, of the bracket here that Ubley will be trying to go through. Less than a minute to play, and this one is strictly academic at this point. Oleski now has 100 yards with that last carry. 20 carries, 100 yards. Not too bad of an average of five per carry. Sweeney, wait until after until 10 seconds or less in the play clock. And he's just going to kneel this one down with 30 seconds left. And that is your ball game. The Ubley Bearcats are your Division 8 district champions. They go on the road and they get the last laugh of the backyard brawl as they take out the Harbor Beach Pirates on their home field. And they win by two scores. 34 to 20 is your final score in week number 11. The Harbor Beach Pirates are done in the Bearcats advance. And they'll take on Novell Catholic Central in week number 12 in the regional championship right here on the WLW Sports Network. Final score, Ubley 34, Harbor Beach 20. On your home for high school football and sports radio, 1021 in live and worldwide at WLWsports.com. Ubley 34, Harbor Beach 20. Final score, 34 to 20. And now we listen in. 
as the Albany Bearcats are receiving their individual medals. As a hard-fought and well-deserved district championship here for the Albany Bearcats, their first since 2016, their third district title in the last 10 years. 34-20, the Ubley Bearcats defeat Harbor Beach on Harbor Beach's turf. The sixth time these two teams have squared off in the past three years. And Ubley finally finds that victory, and they advance to the regional championship to take on Saginaw And here's the sweetest part for the Ubley Bearcats. That game is at home. Yeah, that's uh, unbelievable how that works out. But uh, by Saginaw Novell upsetting Breckenridge, um, the Ubley Bearcats have more playoff points than Saginaw Novell. So this game will the game that we will cover next week will be the Ugly Bearcats hosting uh, the Saginaw Novell, the Panthers, which uh, should be a great matchup for us to cover next week. Bill Sweeney receiving the district tro- trophy here from Jim Tamlin, acting athletic director here as Troy Shelge, uh doing his coaching duties, and now Ugly getting the trophy there, fired up. That thing's not going to last the night at that rate. <laughs> 34 to 20, they take out, the, so they win a district championship. They take out their rival. They get to break. They they come back and they Harbor Beach won on their turf. They beat Harbor Beach on their turf. Just sweet smell of success here for the Bearcats. They came in with the game plan. They did exactly what they had to do. Let's let's go through those uh, scoring plays. Yeah, and to finish that statement, uh, you know, if it would have been the other way around, if 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 Ubley would have won the league and beat Harbor Beach the first time, I think you would have saw that same revenge narrative by the team that lost. Ubley had nothing to show for their season. They were seven and two. You know, they got the second seed in their district. They didn't have any hardware to show for this season, but now they do. They were playing with house money. They had a game plan. The kids bought into it. A great coaching staff led by Bill Sweeney, and it was executed to a T. Harbor Beach had no answer and it started right away in the first quarter as Ubley strikes first. Shane Ozentoski punches it in from a yard out and they fouled it up with a two-point conversion. 8-0. They lead early. Dylan Kadar responds with a touchdown pass of 27 yards to Nathan Seaman uh, but the two-point conversion was no good and at the end of the first quarter Ubley would lead Harbor Beach 8-6. The second quarter though Ubley would step on the accelerator as Casey Sweeney scrambles in from six yards away. They would extend their lead 14-6 over Harbor Beach. And Ozentoski would punch it in again from one yard away with 18 seconds to go in the half. Ubley had a 20-6 lead over Harbor Beach at the half. In the third quarter, Shane Ozentoski back at it again, punches it in for the third time on a one-yard out. 26-6, they would lead Harbor Beach with 7.54 to go in the third quarter. Devin Puff would find the end zone for Harbor Beach on a three-yard run and cut the deficit 26-12 to with 2.33 to go in the third quarter, which is how that quarter would end. The fourth quarter, though, another touchdown for Shane Ozentoski. His fourth of the day extends the lead 34-12 with 7.35 left to go in the game. With 4.51, Dylan Kadar hits Seaman on a nine-yard pass. Two-point conversion is good, but that would be the last score of the game as Ubley recovers the onside kick, runs the clock out, and the Ubley Bearcats are the district champs as they defeat Harbor Beach with a final score of 34-20. Ubley had the ball for 28 minutes and 53 seconds in this ball game. Harbor Beach was seven minutes, nine seconds. Seven minutes. That is unbelievable. <clears throat> no, I take the back. That's the fourth, third quarter here. Final score tally. There we go. That, that, that's, that's a little better. Well, a little better. Harbor Beach with 10 minutes, 18 seconds. 
I'll believe 37 minutes, 42, 37 minutes, 42 seconds of this ball game. They, they control the tempo of this game. That's what they do to their opponents, and that's why they're successful, is they're able to march down the field 10 to 12 plays per drive, take off eight minutes per drive, and all of a sudden, not only do they score, but they also do not let the ball be in their opponent's hands. Yeah, the biggest difference between the first time around and the second time around is... Ubley had a turnover that stalled a drive, and then Harbor Beach turned around and scored on it and actually had the lead first. Uh, the time of possession wasn't nearly as bad, but in the second half, Harbor Beach got a couple quick, long touchdowns, some breakthrough touchdowns. The Bearcats didn't allow any of that. They, they allowed some big plays, but it was through the air. The ground game was virtually not there at all for Harbor Beach, and then when they <laughs> fell behind as far as they did, they had to abandon the run and throw, which did work. But it was far too late, and that defense never got off the field. When you say the running game was uh, non-existent for Harbor Beach, four yards on ten carries is what it all came down yeah. to. you got to keep in mind there were a couple was, big there, sacks in there, but yes, there there is no rushing stats to, to so, go around. So you add 18 more yards to that, so you're looking at a total of 22 I, yards I for Harbor I, Beach I, I on, on eight carries. But regardless, ten carries for four yards in 27 pass attempts. No, excuse me, 10 pass attempts, 17 pass attempts, 14 completions for Dylan Kadar, and one score for 27 yards. And that's that for a junior, and that's a bright future for that player. That's uh, absolutely 14 to 17 passing, a buck 75. He just had one um, one pass that he, he gave his receiver a chance, and, and that, that ended up in an interception. But 14 out of 17 completions and a couple touchdown passes, that's, that's a pretty good game, especially in this area, passing the ball. Leading receiver for Harbor Beach was Devin Buff with two receptions for 51 yards. Nathan Seaman, two receptions, 36 yards. Luke Woodkey, three receptions for 40 yards. Michael Anderson, four receptions, 42 yards. And Mason Booms, two receptions for six yards. For the ugly offense, we can just completely scratch and rip off the paper where it says passing and receiving because they didn't even attempt one tonight. All on the ground, 68 rushes for 293 total yards this evening. Leading the way was Carson Haleski with 20, 20 carries for 100 yards and 5 yards per carry. After that, Casey Sweeney. Uh, no, that's that's not even close to being the second receiver running. Uh, Shane Ozentoski, 23 carries, 89 yards and 4 scores for him. Colin Obersky, 14 carries, 54 yards. And Casey Sweeney, 11 carries, 50 yards and 1 touchdown. Impressive numbers, nice balance there. You have almost two players at 100 yards and two other players at 50 yards apiece. That's going to win you a game every time. Yeah, you can run for almost 300 yards on what is, quote-unquote, a very good defense. Uh, your offense is clicking, and that offense and game plan uh, work to a T for Coach Sweeney. And, yeah, the, the, looking at that, I mean, 11 carries, 14 carries, 20 carries, 23 carries. I mean, the balance was so even. And then as the game got on, the guys that were running it just a little bit better, which was Carson Haleski and Shane Ozentoski, they tended to get the carries down the stretch and uh, obviously didn't need Casey Sweeney to keep the ball at that point. You don't want your quarterback getting hurt. So uh, just a well-executed game plan. And you can't say that enough. You expect that from Coach Sweeney. That's just the kind of coach he is. He comes in with a game Game plan and absolutely just nails it perfectly and hand manhandles a team that beat them quite easily the first time around. And when you take a look at it with 300 yards of rushing the ball tonight and having the ball for 79% of the game, that's the best offense and the best defense you can put on a field. It sure is. And not that the defense did a bad job. They, they did a great job uh, to keep 
to keep a high-powered Hard Beach offense to 20 points is uh, is pretty good, and you hope to win those types of games. But uh, it was just unbelievable to me how they, they could simply just push a, a team of the caliber of Harbor Beach back all game long, slowly three and four yards, five and six yards at a time with no answer uh, for Harbor Beach. It was just very impressive by the Bearcats and just can't say enough how dominant they were. We've seen dominant performances, but to hold on to the ball for almost 80% of the ball game just seems impossible to do. And But that's what they did, and they didn't allow many possessions for Harbor Beach. And then you get a couple stops in there, that the other team just doesn't have a chance. Albany ended up with 21 first downs. Harbor Beach was seven. Five of those were in the second half. Third down conversions, Albany was eight of 13 for 61%. Harbor Beach was one of four for 25%. Albany was two for two in fourth down conversions for 100%. Harbor Beach did not have a fourth down conversion or an attempt. And if, like we said, time possession, 79% to 21% this ball game. So now the Ubley Bearcats look ahead to the regional championship, which they are hosting in Ubley against a team that the Thumb is well familiar with. This is Novell Catholic Central, but this is not your father's Novell's Catholic Central. This is a different era of Panther football and a team that lost to MLS handedly early in the season. Can the Ubley Bearcats, if they do this, I know they can win. But the fact is, can they get this rolling? Because, I mean, it, if there's ever a round to Ford Field, this is the year to do it with the opponents in front of them. Oh, then that's why we were very hopeful that whether it was the winner of this game was going to have a very fair shot at getting there. Uh, and you don't say that very often. It's not all the time you get to avoid the Traverse City St. Francis's or you know, your Jackson Lumen Christie's or whoever. All those teams uh, tended to slide into Division 7. So not saying Division 8 is terrible, but in my opinion, Division 7 is loaded with blue-blooded, powerful teams. This lines up now as far as I see it, Reading is still the team to beat. Yes. Harbor Beach was second. If you're ugly and you knock them out, you become the second best team in the state in Division 8 as far as I'm concerned. So that is tells you where Ubley stands right now. They are going to have to play this way. We're going to see some tape on Saginaw Novell. We'll get a chance, and Coach Sweeney will too, starting tomorrow, get a chance to look at that tape and execute another game plan. But this is the style of play that the Ubley Bearcats want to run on anybody. There's never a situation where they want to get in a shootout. Um, obviously, if their offense scores all the time, they're not going to complain. But they will hope that their defense can get off the field and I thought their pass defense was better today it yes. wasn't great but yes. it wasn't great but they did force an interception they did get a couple sacks and that's what changes the game if you're a passing team and if Novell can run the ball they are going to have trouble moving these very disciplined and hungry defensive players of the Bearcats and of course you'll want to listen into the strong side tomorrow night at 7 p.m. is Paul P. Adams Dave Hanson myself Clark Ramsey will discuss the week number 11 in high school football and see what the future holds do you want to do our ds services player of the game yeah why don't we do that why not because i think it's pretty easy don't you think i I think so yes Uh, obviously shane hasentoski four touchdowns uh he had two sacks on defense uh as good as everybody was on the ugly bearcats team today uh you can't ignore four touchdowns and leading the team in sacks on defense uh he was absolutely outstanding today helping his team uh overcome Probably a fair. Well, they were the underdogs in this game. Let's face it, yeah. and come out and absolutely handed Harbor Beach a very serious kicking. And their first loss of the season sends them home for the rest of the season. And the Ubley Bearcats will move on. And great for them, they get to host. Yeah, no kidding. After playing on the road twice, uh, oh, they had their first game was at home. 
Yeah. They go home away and now back home for their third playoff game. Uh, it certainly sets them up for an opportunity to advance to a semifinal. So congratulations to Shane Ozentoski, your DS Services player of the game. 23 carries, 89 yards, and four touchdowns. And two sacks on top of that on the defensive side of things. And Dia Services of Cassidy is your source for everything grain storage related. Call Dia Services today to design, build, and maintain your next grain storage system. Dave Hansen, final thoughts. And just a congratulations and hats off to the Ubley Bearcats. Uh, they absolutely were borderline perfect tonight. That was uh, that was fantastic, and I, I hope that they can continue to play at this type of level and, and picture picture a Harbor Beach team next week and play with that same mentality uh, and, and one last uh, you know congratulations to Harbor Beach it was a great season uh, they, they ran into a much better team tonight this Ubley Bearcat team was motivated they were disciplined they were fundamentally sound and they didn't make a mistake today and uh, they, they forced a couple turnovers they had a couple things go their way and they took advantage of it which is what good teams do Dave Hansen, we'll see you tomorrow night on the strong side and we'll see you next week as the Ubley Bearcats host the Saginaw Valley Panthers yeah, I'm looking forward to it and of course, that's Dave Hansen. Tonight's presentation of the W at LW Source Network is brought to you by Thumb Sailor, Dia Services of Cass City, the Heron Daily Tribune, Randy's Hunting Center, more motors of Carroll, and more Shoreline of Seawing, the Heron Auto Parts, Mayport State Bank, Elber Insurance Agency, Countryside Sales and Service, and Stacks Market for Owendale, North Star Bank, the Michigan High School Athletic Association, and Sure. Better health, better life, are you sure? So on behalf of, beha- on behalf of our entire broadcast team here at the W at LW Sports Network, our in-game analysis, Dave Hansen doing a spectacular job as usual. Filling in for Doug Cole, that's Mark McConnell on sports information tonight. Our director of game data analytics, Rochelle Thompson, and Dan Banky, our director of visual data and spotter, keeping our eye in the sky all night long. We hope you enjoyed today's broadcast. We certainly did. It was a thriller and a domination from the get-go. The Ugly Bearcats take out the Harbor Beach Pirates on Harbor Beach's home turf, and for the first time since 2003, the Harbor Beach Pirates fall on their home turf in the playoffs, and the Ugly Bearcats handed it to them handedly. Ugly 34, Harbor Beach 20. We'll see you tomorrow for the strong side at 7 p.m. with Clark Ramsey, Dave Hanson, Paul P. Adams. Then, of course, we'll have the regional championship game hosted by Ugly against Saginaw Whether that game is Friday or Saturday, we'll keep you posted right here on your home for high school football, the WLW Sports Network. This has been a presentation of the WLEW Sports Network, powered by Agri-Valley Services, on Sports Radio 102.1 FM, and live and worldwide at WLEWsports.com. Like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter. Just search for WLEW Sports. Your home for high school football is the WLEW Sports Network.